This is MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. And also brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. MRN Radio presents NASCAR Today. Sponsored by Circuit City. We know how you feel. That's why we're here. Circuit City, we're with you. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series is operating on overtime today. We're a day late, but ready to go racing in the Old Dominion 500. Hi, everybody. I'm Joe Moore, along with Barney Hall. Welcome back the Martinsville Speedway. We're a day late. We're going to bring you the Old Dominion 500. Yesterday, Barney, it took us all day waiting, hoping maybe the skies would clear. Never did. Had to pull the plug this afternoon. And now, a beautiful day waits us here today for the running of this race. One of the prettiest days I've seen in Martinsville in a long, long time. And uh, trackside, everybody is ready to go. Yesterday, they were kind of dragging around down there, pulling the tarps out, trying to keep their pits dry and everything else. There's just a whole brand new enthusiasm down in the pits and in the garage area here this morning. As you pointed out, it's the last short track race of the year so everybody i talked to this morning if we wrinkle up the car a little bit so what we don't need it again for almost uh, what about six months yeah <laughs> it's going to be a while before we have to bring out the short track car once again and you know looking back over the years i believe we figured this morning in the last 10 years it's been about four times we've had to race on monday mornings here at martinsville because of rain out situations and just about all those monday morning races turned out to be very interesting events i think everybody's kind of in a hurry to move ahead but yet uh, they have uh, the opportunity to win a race on the short track for the final time in the season and it brings out the best sometimes the worst in everybody, but it makes for a very exciting day. We'll be going trackside here shortly and hear from some of the drivers in a minute. We're back at the Martinsville Speedway getting ready to run the old Dominion 500. And as we said uh, just a moment ago, 43 drivers ready to get down to it. And a good return crowd here, Joe, looking through these grandstands. We're about 80% full. A lot of folks, of course, had to go to work today. Others were supposed to have gone to work today, but I imagine there's quite a few call-in sick situations because uh, these folks definitely wanted to see the Old Dominion 500 run here today. Well, Todd Bodine is on the bud pole. It's his third bud pole of this 2001 season. Starting up front today, a day late. Jim Phillips, is he ready to go? Let's find out. 93.724 miles per hour, the bud pole winning speed. But first, Todd, what can we expect from this racetrack, the start of this race? I think it's going to be pretty good. Uh, you know, the rain usually washes the racetrack off, and, and with concrete, that usually gives you some better grip uh, right away. You know, this race goes along. Uh, you get up around 300 laps, and you're going to see the car slip and a slide, and that's because there's a lot of rubber built into the just really ground right into the, the concrete. So uh, I think it's going to be pretty decent track right away, and hopefully we can keep this Kmart Blue Light Special around the front all day. and. Stay out of trouble, keep the fenders on it, and, and bring it home with a top five. And if we got a good enough car, we'll go for the win. You talked about uh, happy hour, said you had two different cars in happy hour. One you liked pretty good, one you didn't like at all. So a top five, is that realistic? I think so. The, you know, it, I mean, this race is just really hard to run. There's so many things that, that dictate the outcome. And, you know, a lot of it is how good the car is. And I think we've got a decent car. I know we got a top ten car. Uh, and if we do the right adjustments, we get the right breaks, make the right strategy calls, you know, there's no reason we can't get a top five. But, uh, you know, we got to be realistic in our goals. And, and uh, you know, we need to finish. We need to get a lot of points. And if we got a shot to win, that's what we're going to do. 
That's Todd Bodine, third bud pole of the year, 93.724 miles per hour. Well, the whole Bodine family has a lot of history here at Martinsville. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will start second today. He's great qualifying run surprised everyone, including him, I would say would be a fair statement. In the last four races, Dale Jr. has finished third, second, and fourth. What about a first place finish today? Tony Rizzuti is with him. Dale Earnhardt Jr. sitting in his Budweiser Chevrolet, a great qualifying run starting second. This is the same car you had on the in the spring. So what changes did you make to find all this speed? Well, we went to test uh, to at some tracks to get, you know, get some data and get some information and just come here and hopefully have a faster race car, and it paid off. So uh, we leave at 5 o'clock in the morning to go test at Homestead so we can go down there and try to do the same thing. So we're just putting in a lot of effort and a lot of hard work to really finish the season off with some good notes, and hopefully uh, we'll get a good finish today. There were quite a few cautions in the spring race. In the old days, you could tear up the fenders on the car and still run good, but it seems like these newer cars, you got to kind of keep them intact. How important is patience today in keeping the fenders on this Chevrolet? <laughs> hey, you can still tear them up and run good at this track, um, but you just can't bend the suspension or bend the toe in or mess up the wheels. So if you do any beating and banging, just hit them, hit them square in the back or get run over square either way. But uh, just don't bump the tires. That's what's important. You bump the curb a lot and bend the toe and knock the toe out. The car starts driving different. Uh, it's so key to have the car here to turn through the center and get up off the corner and uh, not spin the tires. So you need to keep the car straight and uh, just keep the fenders on it best you can. But yeah, they, you know, Harry Gant won here without a left front fender, and I think we can do the same thing. Searching for his first win on a short track, Dale Earnhardt Jr. rolls off second. Mike Wallace had a good qualifying run here on Friday afternoon in the Mobile One Ford for Penske South Racing. He'll start 12th today. A surprising thing, I guess, is the fact that at practice on Saturday, he was the fastest thing out there. Let's hear from Mike Wallace. Kevin O'Neill of Charlotte, North Carolina is with him. Mike Wallace sitting here getting strapped into the Mobile One Ford. And, Mike, you got to be pleased with the way this car is running fastest in happy hour. Well, I'm very excited about it. The Mobile One Ford Taurus, Penske Racing, everybody's done a phenomenal job. The car was fast in both practice sessions on Saturday. You know, I think the racetrack give us about 30 laps here to be back to what it was over the week. And uh, hope to just have a great day and like to be the first one done here at the end of 500 laps this week. All right, this is your second week in this car. How are things going for Mike Wallace? Things are going wonderful for us. I mean, you can't ask for anything more. I got everything I need as far as the race team goes. I got a great, great race team. All the parts, pieces, all the technology you could ask for, you know, we surely haven't explored it all yet in this short a period of time, but uh, the nice part is I know I can roll down pit road and have them 14 and a half, 15 second pit stops. It keeps us in the race. Motors are really good. Chassis good. Just uh, Mike Wallace is having a great time. Righty, thank you very much. Mike Wallace, he'll start today's race from the 12th position. Coming up, we'll hear from a couple of former winners here at Martinsville, Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon. Brief pre-race ceremonies underway here at trackside of the Martinsville Speedway. It's been very competitive over the last few times we've been to this racetrack. In the last eight races, we've had eight different Winston Cup winners here at this track. Maybe a ninth one here today. For the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. 
a lot of difference in this morning at Martinsville Speedway and yesterday morning here. We had heavy rains falling over the racetrack. Everything was soaking wet. It stayed that way all day long. Today, brilliant sunshine. It's going to be a beautiful day for racing, even if it is a Monday. Well, Dale Jarrett had a good qualifying run. He'll start in the fourth position. A winner here in the spring, Jim Phillips. Yes, he is, Joe, but... Uh after Kansas hurting a little bit. So last week it was a mile and a half racetrack at the Lowe's Motor Speedway. Today it's a half mile. Is it going to be tough on you today? Turning as sharp as these turns are. Hey, this is a tough racetrack. Even when you're feeling well, this is a tough place. But uh, we'll get through it. Uh, I'm going to be okay and uh, think I've got a good race car. So that makes it even better. Last three times here has been really good for you. So did you bring back the same car that you won with earlier this year? Yeah, this is the same race car and uh, pretty much the same setup. Uh, with a few modifications, we thought we could be a little bit better, and we think we have made it a little bit better. So uh, hopefully it will give us a chance. Track position is going to be of utmost importance. The field is so close, it's difficult to pass anybody, no matter how good your car might be and, and might be a little faster. It's just difficult to pass. So we'll uh, have to play all our cards right, and uh, hopefully at the end we'll be ready to visit Victory Lane again. Well, he pulled out the aces late this spring here at Martinsville. Maybe he can do it again today. That's Dale Jarrett starting fourth. We'll find out. Dave Blaney had a good qualifying run. He will start from 10th position today. He's only run three previous races here at Martinsville, and he'd certainly like to turn this solid qualifying run into his first top five finish this year. Let's find out if he thinks he can do it. Tony Rizzuti is with him. And there are a lot of unknowns for Dave Blaney, one being the sponsors going away. Two, he's not sure if he's coming back to this team. So qualifying 10th, how big a boost was that to you and this Amico team? Well, it definitely was. Uh, we've had a good car ever since we unloaded it uh, on Friday, and it, it's been it's been driving good. It's been braking good, and accelerating good. So, um, you know, it was it was really decent in last practice on Saturday. We'll uh, we'll get it started here. See how we stack up. Your best finish on a short track so far this year: 18th at Bristol. You were 29th in the spring. Does this car have what it takes to get you a top 10 today? Well, I think it definitely does the way it's been the way it's been running all weekend. So, like I said, we'll just see how we stack up early on. Uh, obviously, try to stay out of trouble here and see what we got for him later on. Well, he was one of the fastest cars in happy hour. He was eighth. Dave Blaney rolls off tenth. Jeff Gordon has won here at the Martinsville Speedway three times. In a moment, we'll hear from him. First, let's pause ten seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. At Martinsville Speedway, a lot of folks are looking at Jeff Gordon. As we told you, he's won here three times before. And Kevin O'Neill, he's looking for his seventh victory of this season. Yes, he is. I'm sitting here with Jeff Gordon. And, Jeff, you've been in victory lane, as uh, Joe said, three times. How about today? Oh, we've got a great car. You know, uh, we learned a lot about this car and this track uh, and this tire the last time we were here. Got another good start position, so uh, hopefully we can capitalize on that and uh, keep this DuPont Chevrolet up front here and, uh, sure would like to lead some laps today, and if we can lead some laps, I think we got a shot at it. Back during practice, you guys were 17th, 18th, 19th as far as practice speeds were concerned. Uh, what adjustments have you made on the car for today? Well, we weren't real fast on new tires, and I think that's why we weren't high up there on the list, but we were real good on the uh, middle and longer parts of the run, which is a good thing. But uh, we tried to improve it uh, you know, at the very end of a run on real tires, and we also tried to improve it at the beginning of the run. So we, we hope that the change that we made uh, did do that, but uh, you know, rain has washed all the rubber off the track, so it's going to be interesting here at the beginning. I'm sure the track's going to change a lot during the day. All right, Jeff Gordon, he rolls off third this afternoon.
He's always a favorite, whether it's at Martinsville or whether it's some of the bigger tracks. Bobby Hamilton starts 16th today. Bobby won at Martinsville in April of 98. This team has finished strong in four of their last five races. Can they win or run top five today? Jim Phillips is with Bobby. Well, as a matter of fact, earlier this year, Barney, he finished fourth here at Martinsville. You've won here before. Can you win today? Uh, we got a real good car, uh, Jim. We tested up here for two days and did nothing but race run stuff, uh, run like 780 laps. And in both happy hours, or both practices for happy hour, we never put new tires on, and our quickest laps of both of them were at the last lap of the practice. So we're really good on long runs. Need to see what the racetrack does. It's going to be real slick for everybody when it first starts. Lay some rubber down, and I think Square D Chevrolet will be good. Well, it used to, it used to be jump in here and get uh, four new tires every time the car should come out and be in good shape, but it's not that way anymore. The, the strategy's changed quite a bit. Well, the strategy's changed because Goodyear's got a better tire. You know, we always had a good tire here at Martinsville, but it's a harder tire. The thing will run fast for a long, long time. So uh, we almost got into a gas mileage deal in the spring. Who ever heard of that at Martinsville? So I'm sure we'll do the same thing. There'll be a lot of two tires and sometimes just gas. So uh, it'll be interesting. I'm sure it will. Starting 16th, one of the favorites today, Bobby Hamilton. That team has really been charged up over the last few weeks, Barney, after they got word that uh, Square D, their sponsor, was coming back for the next two years. They're set and ready to go, and that, that does a lot for lifting a team's spirits. Yeah, when you know you're locked in sponsorship-wise and uh, you're okay and you've still got good personnel and the money to go racing again, it takes a lot of pressure off everybody. Certainly so, here towards the end of the season when a lot of folks are still looking for sponsors, still looking for rides as we start thinking about the 2002 Winston Cup season. Well, Rich Bickles Another guy pretty happy today. He got the call from the uh, Morgan McClure race team to drive the Kodak Chevrolet here this weekend, and he responded with a great qualifying run. He'll start 18th today. Tony Rizzuti is with him. Joe, it seems like any time there's an opening to drive at Martinsville, Rich Bickle is the first person called. What is it about this track that suits your driving style so well? Well, I always seem to get around here. It's kind of like an old track back home in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, before they retore that up and reconfigure it. But... Uh, got to thank the Morgan McClure team for giving me a shot to drive in this Kodak Maxfield Monte Carlo this weekend. I uh, <clears throat> kind of trying to debut again, trying to get myself back in this side of the fence. Uh, we drove Labonte's car last year and had a, almost a top 10 run and uh, had a good run going to Indy this year in a 50 car. And hopefully today I can run this four car up the front and show these guys this is where I belong. And uh, I'm sure I'm looking for a ride for next year. His best finish at Martinsville was fourth back in 1998. That's Rich Bickle. Well, Jeff Burton qualified 24th, but that will not be where he starts here this afternoon. We'll follow up on that in a moment. Martinsville has been his playground in recent years. In the last six races here, he scored five top five finishes, and in 1997, he went on to win at Martinsville. I kind of predict he could do well again today. Let's get more. Kevin O'Neill is with him. I'm sitting here with Jeff Burton. He's getting all strapped in and set to go. Jeff, back in 97, you visited Victory Lane. But today, you got to drop back to the back of the pack. How's that going to affect this car as you get started? Well... Obviously, we lost the car we wanted to run here, but uh, this is a great car. Uh, we feel okay about where we are. With Our setup was awesome yesterday, and uh, I'm sorry, Saturday. And uh, I don't know, we'll just see what we can get done. All righty, Jeff Burton's all set to go. He'll drop to the back of the pack, and he'll start dead last today. And the command is given to fire the engines here at Martinsville, and after a day wait because of weather, under beautiful clear skies here today, we're getting set for the start of the Old Dominion 500. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. 
Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. Field of 43, NASCAR Winston Cup machines are rolling here, beginning a first of several pace laps at the Martinsville Speedway as we get set for the start. However, a day late of the Old Dominion 530th race of this 2001 season. Three drivers failed to make the race. Carl Long, Frank Kimmel, and Kyle Petty not in the field. Here's the 43 that will start here today. Stacy Compton starts 43rd in the Kodiak Dodge, the singular wireless Dodge with Jason Leffler is 42nd. 41st, Casey Atwood, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. The Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford with Kurt Busch starts 40th. 39th starter, that's Elliot Sadler. He'll be in the Motorcraft Ford. In the Kmart Ford of Jimmy Spencer's 38th, 37th, Kenny Wallace. We'll start. Kyle Petty qualified the, or would have scheduled to go in it yesterday, but Kenny is back from Memphis after yesterday's Bush race, and he will start the car 37. 36 in the Kroger Wells Fargo Financial Ford is Brett Bodine. 35th, that's Kevin Harvick in the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. The Napa Chevrolet with Michael Waltrips, 34th. Buckshot Jones goes 33rd in the Georgia Pacific Dodge. The Interstate Batteries Pontiac with Bobby Labonte is 32nd. Terry Labonte, his brother, starts 31st in the Kellogg Chevrolet. Kevin LePage has the nation's rent Ford starting 30th today. Hunt Strickland has the Hills Brothers Coffee Ford going from 29th. Robbie Gordon starts 28th. He's in the Lowe's Chevrolet. John Andretti's in the Cheerios Dodge. He'll go from 27th. Sterling Marlin has the Coors Light Dodge starting 26th. It'll be Dave Marcus in the Realtree Chevrolet. Car was qualified by Dick Trickle. He'll have to go back to the rear, but he would have started 25th. 24th is Jeff Burton, who also goes to the rear of the field. He's in the Sitgo Superguard Ford. 23rd, Hermie Sadler. He's in the Virginia Lottery Chevrolet. 22nd starter, Matt Kenseth, the DeWalt Power Tools Ford. And 21st is Bill Elliott, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. Let's give you a quick look at the other 20. Ken Schrader starts 20th. 19th will be Ricky Rudd. Rich Bickle goes from 18th starting spot. Ron Hornaday Jr. from 17th. Bobby Hamilton starts 16th. It'll be Robert Presley 15th. Jerry Nadeau 14th. Mark Martin will be 13th. Mike Wallace goes from 12th, and 11th is Ward Burton. Top 10 will be Dave Blaney going from 10th. Rusty Wallace in 9th. 8th is Tony Stewart. Starting 7th, Joe Nemechek. Ricky Craven will start in the 6th position today with Johnny Benson in 5th. Dale Jarrett in 4th. 3rd is Jeff Gordon. And on the front row, the outside position, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And on the bud pole for today's race, again, third time this year he's done that, Todd Bodine of the Kmart Blue Light Special Ford. Field has been given the indication one more lap and we will go green here at Martinsville or a couple of more laps around this racetrack. Kind of a little bit cool here this morning. Somebody said it got down into the 30s, about 38 or 39 degrees, so they want to get a little heat in these tires before they cut them loose here so they'll get two more laps around the speedway. And it's going to be a good one today, Joe. I just got a feeling this is going to be a great race. A lot of bumping, shoving. Uh, kind of few tempers will flare, but that's part of it. This racetrack is one that brings out, uh, as we said before, the best in some, the worst in others, and usually tempers will flare. It's hard on the gas and hard on the brakes, and to follow a lot of that activity off turn number two and on the back straightaway today for MRN Radio from Barry, Vermont, here's Dave Moody. All right, thank you, Joe Moore. Good afternoon, everybody, and you're exactly right. If you're a fan of bump and run, root and gouge racing, Martinsville is your racetrack. It's been called a high-speed paperclip. Two straightaways with impossibly sharp, virtually flat corners at either end. 
keeping your car on the bottom is essential here. And to do that, you need to take care of both the tires and the brakes. You abuse either one of them, you're headed for the back of the pack in a hurry. This is absolutely no place for the faint of heart. We'll have plenty of action today from our vantage point. High atop turn number three here at Martinsville. Today's broadcast of the Old Dominion 500 brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by the Martinsville Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Ford on the Bud Pole, a Chevrolet on the outside front row. You've got a Chevy and a Ford lined up on the second row, a Pontiac and Ford on row number three, and on row four again, a Chevy and a Pontiac. Field now works into turn number four. Getting ready for the start, here's MRN Radio anchorman Barney Hall. Pace car behind the pit wall. They come off turn number four, looking for the green flag just 100 feet away from the start-finish line, and it's in the air. On the break, Todd Bud sails down to turn number one, gets out front all by himself. The scramble's going to be for second place right now as they go off turn two. Jeff Gordon to the inside on Dale Earnhardt Jr. Give Gordon the number two spot. Here comes Johnny Benson looking to plug the hole on the inside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to fight back in the high lane. He pulls up again on Gordon. Jeff Gordon saw an opening down on the inside of Todd Bodine, trying to pull up alongside, but Bodine gets across the line a little bit quicker. He hangs on to the lead. Gordon in second. Earnhardt Jr. falls to third. Now Ricky Craven trying to move from fourth. Craven moving on the outside lane as he battles nose-to-nose with Johnny Benson. Craven with a pretty good race car up high. He'll not only take Benson, he pulls up on Earnhardt for third. Trying to get around Earnhardt for third position, and Ricky Craven stays in the throttle, hammers it to the start-finish line, and will grab that spot as they go to turn one. At least, I believe, yep, he's going to get in front of Earnhardt Jr. They're off turn two. Tony Stewart says if he can do it, I'm going to try two. He takes the Home Depot Pontiac to the high lane on Dale Earnhardt Jr. That's the battle for the number four position. Stewart making ground. He's dead even in three. Meanwhile, Mike Wallace has picked up five, make it six positions already. Coming down to the line, he's going after Johnny Benson. That battle for fifth going to turn one. Outside lane working well here in the early going, and now Mike Wallace will roll the dice up high. He takes the mobile one forward to the high lane, guns down Johnny Benson. He's not done yet. He's going to go to work on Tony Stewart. Further to the front, Craven looking for second. Yeah, Ricky had thoughts of trying to get around Jeff Gordon on the outside. Now, a green racetrack. You heard Jeff Gordon say a lot of the rubber had been washed off, but a lot of times they will stick better on a green racetrack at least for the first 20 or 30 laps. So we're seeing a lot of guys try to shuffle around in that outside groove. They go back to three. Top ten now finally sorted it out single file. First car going to the outside lane is Bobby Hamilton. He'll move high on Jerry Nadeau. Todd Bodine works his way back across the line, still leading the event with Jeff Gordon just behind him. Ricky Craven in third. Fourth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Fifth now Tony Stewart. And sixth is where Mike Wallace rides. Wallace hops the curb at the exit to turn number two. Keeps the car straight. Points it down the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon working the back bumper of the leader out of turn four. Off turn four and back to the line. Todd Bodine leads. Jeff Gordon rides second. Ricky Craven's third. Earnhardt Jr.'s fourth. Fifth is Tony Stewart. Mike Wallace is up to six. And for the moment, here comes a scramble for second place off turn two. Ricky Craven punches the hole to the inside of Jeff Gordon. And the tied Ford will take over the runner-up position. Craven on the march early, passing them high, passing them low. He's up to second. Gordon trying to come back, trying to squeeze to the inside of Craven. Can't do it. And Craven runs away by a car length. Further back, you've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. riding in the fourth position. He's just waiting for somebody to slick, slip uh, to give him an opportunity. Ricky Craven in the second spot and not happy with that. He is on the hunt for the lead now as he works the back bumper of Bodine into turn three. Nothing there. 
Craven told us the other day, he said, I like this racetrack. I've got a good feel for it. And if my car works as well as I think it will, I'll be a factor. He's a factor right now. He had thoughts of trying to get underneath Todd Bodine as they went to turn one and take the lead away. Couldn't do it. They're off two. Craven knows he's got a good race car, and he wanted to make sure he was all the way in before he took the shot. Here's a challenge now for the number five position. Tony Stewart on the inside. Mike Wallace up high. Mike Wallace started in the 12th position. Here we come down to complete the ninth lap. He's going for fifth trying to get by Tony Stewart. He made the move down in turn number three, falls back in line going into turn one. Here comes Ricky Craven once again, looking to the inside for the lead. Got a good run down the back straightaway. He'll take the lead into turn number three. Craven to the lead. Bodine back to second, then Jeff Gordon. And we're not going to see a lot of guys uh, contesting the issue, so to speak, in the early going here. So Todd Bodine says he's got position on me. Let him go. We're just very early in the Old Dominion 500. It is single file now as they work off turn two and head up to three with Ricky Craven, the new leader. And Craven and try to check out on the field. He's already got two car lengths on Bodine. Oh, there's second. trouble in turn two. Hermie Sandler gets spun around back in traffic, nearly collided by Bobby Labonte as he tried to get on the brakes. Sadler now loops the car around before the caution flag comes out. Here come the leaders bearing down on him, but he did not make contact. He's on his way down the backstretch. Hermie Sadler keeps the car underway and will remain on the lead lap at least for the moment. At the front, Ricky Craven continues to pull away. His lead now five car lengths. Everybody thought there might be a caution flag, but there was no contest there because Hermie had plenty of time to get the car righted, get it underway, and it's still ahead of the lead pack of cars as they go back over to turn number two. The scramble now is going to shape up for second place as Craven has opened up a lot of daylight on Todd Bodine. Ricky Craven checking out. Jeff Gordon riding off the back bumper of Bodine's blue light special. A bit further back for the nine, number nine position, it's Jerry Nadeau going down to the inside. Bobby Hamilton working to the outside of Nadeau trying to pick off that spot. They come across the line side by side. Again, this is for ninth in turn one. Hamilton on the inside rather they do on the inside. Hamilton on the outside. Wheel to wheel at the exit of turn number two. They'll drag race their way down the back straightaway. Nobody getting the advantage. Right behind them, Rusty Wallace takes a peak low but can't find room. Kind of thought that Bobby was hung out there to drive, just trying to find a place to get back in, but he's passed about three or four cars in that outside groove, so he seems in no hurry to get down to the bottom of the racetrack as he and they do go at it again off turn two. At least here in the early going, that outside lane has got plenty of grip, and Bobby Hamilton is trying to use it to his advantage, but Jerry Nadeau not going quietly they're still wheel-to-wheel. -wheel. Further back, Ken Schrader picked up a spot, also using that outside lane coming up off the corner. He got by Sterling Marlin, and now that uh, will move Schrader up to the 16th position. Race lead still held by Ricky Craven, beginning to build that lead more and more heading to turn three. And he is closing in now on Hermie Sadler. Sadler on his horse, trying to hold on to the lead lap. Craven's lead now, 10 car lengths. Here's Gordon to the inside. Now, Jeff Gordon's been using a lot of patience the last four or five laps around. It was obvious he had a quicker car than Todd Bodine. He gets underneath him going down into turn number one to see if Todd can test him to hang on to that spot off turn two. Jeff Gordon opens the door on Bodine. Dale Earnhardt Jr. lined up right behind him looking to follow him through the open low lane. Gordon down low. Bodine up high for second. Ricky Craven out in front by a full second. The battle for the second spot is on. Jeff Gordon is going to squeeze by. He'll get the second spot. Now here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. to move by as well. Todd Bodine trapped in that outside lane and going backwards now. Earnhardt down low as they slam fenders coming off the corner. Earnhardt with a big black donut in the middle of the door, but he'll take third. Todd Bodine's 
cannot keep that car down to the yellow curbing here at Martinsville. And if you're going to kick out a little bit and somebody can get position on you by getting a fender underneath you going into the turn, you're going to lose the spot. And Todd has not only lost the lead, he finds himself back in fourth place right now. There's a scramble for six as they go over to turn three. Down on the inside, it's Mike Wallace. He'll roll the dice on Tony Stewart. Wallace on the move. Can't quite make it work this time. Tony Stewart working the outside groove, and it's kind of interesting that early in this race here at Martinsville, a lot of guys are using the outside lane, and it is working even though it's a green racetrack. It just paid off for Tony Stewart. Now Dale Jarrett pulling up behind Mayfield to see if he can make that work. And here's a challenge for the number two spot. At the end of the turn three, Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes a hold of the inside of Gordon. He'll pull even in four. They race door to door off the corner and back down the line. Jeff Gordon is not about to give up the spot in the straightaway. At least he races into the turn, and Earnhardt Jr. will come away with second place, and we have completed 20 laps in the Old Dominion 500. Improve visibility in your vehicle when you replace your worn wiper blades with a pair of Trico Titan wiper blades. Plus, you'll get a $15 O'Reilly gift card. Don't risk your safety because of poor visibility. Get premium blades at guaranteed low prices. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. From the racetrack to the road home, fill up with Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR. Sunoco makes high-quality performance fuels for the greatest drivers in the world, both on and off the track. Whether you are pulling up to the pump or experiencing the excitement of being at the track on race day, this will be a four-tire change. They've already topped it off with Sunoco fuel. Side service complete, second can of Sunoco fuel in. He's down and away. You can trust Sunoco to be the fuel that keeps you going. Capture the essence of racing and fill up with the official fuel of NASCAR, Sunoco. We're back at the Martinsville Speedway running the Old Dominion 500. Ricky Craven is the leader. We told you just a moment ago that Earnhardt Jr. was reeling him in. He's within about eight car lengths of catching him over in turn three. Worked his way past the lap car of uh, Hermie Sadler, and now he is closing in on the leader, Ricky Craven. Jeff Gordon rides along in the third spot. Tony Stewart is fourth now. Todd Bodine, who started on the Bud Pole, is now in the fifth position. Sixth is Mike Wallace. Seventh is Dale Jarrett. Eighth is Jerry Nadeau. Ninth is Bobby Hamilton and Johnny Benson now rides in the 10th position. We have completed 28 laps and there is just one car that has lost a lap. That is Hermie Sadler who spun early on. Caution flag did not come out. He corrected the car but fell back a good bit and now has been lapped by the front four machines. It's spread out up front a little bit but Dave Moody some good racing still going on further back. Has had a pass by Bobby Hamilton getting by Jerry Nadeau finally. He'll take over the number eight position. It took him about five laps of hard work to fight his way to the inside of Jerry Nadeau, but he gets the position now, and he'll set off in pursuit of Dale Jarrett for seven. That's where all the hard racing is going on, is back in that pack of traffic from Johnny Benson on back. That is also where Joe Nemechek is, and Rusty Wallace, Ward Burton loses a spot. He and Mark Martin have been banging fenders a little bit. Last four or five laps around, that group is off turn two. You got that exactly right, Barney. They have been swapping sheet metal at just about every corner. Right now, it's Mark Martin with the position. Ward Burton with a Caterpillar dog right on his back bumper. That's some fireworks going on about 27th position on back. Robbie Gordon and Michael Waltrip just exchange some sheet metal coming off turn two. Now Waltrip slips a little bit. Robbie gets by. Here's Jimmy Spencer making the move. And Jeff Burton, who crashed his primary car in practice the other day at the start of the rear of the field. Now he's working on Michael Waltrip off two. Jeff Burton being very cautious here in the early laps, trying not to abuse that car. He'll go low on Michael Waltrip. He'll take Kurt Busch with him as they storm to the inside lane. 
Jeff's picked up quite a few spots. He's all the way up to 30th, having started back toward the tail end of the field, but he's taking his time coming up through the field right now. Meanwhile, at the front of the pack right now, here comes the leader. That is Ricky Craven. Earnhardt Jr. slowly but surely is picking up a car length, maybe every couple of laps around the racetrack. He's within about two car lengths of chasing him down. They're off turn two. Another five car lengths back to Jeff Gordon, who's keeping the leaders in sight right now, but Ricky Craven, who's had the lead since the very early laps, looks in the rearview mirror, and Earnhardt looming larger in that rearview. Todd Bodine having his problems. That car just not handling properly here. It's going to cost him once again. Here is Mike Wallace trying to make the move on Todd Bodine, who has now fallen back to the fifth position. Mike Wallace and Dale Jarrett are bearing down on him. I don't think it's a question of if he's going to get him go. It's a question of when. As Bodine really struggling to keep that Kmart Ford down on the bottom of the racetrack. The handle is just not there. Mike Wallace looking to the inside. Can't find any room this time. And if he can get an opening and get a fender underneath him, Todd simply can't keep that car down to the apron of the racetrack, and he's going to lose a spot if Mike can get up there to him. At the front of the field, the leader, Ricky Craven, about to reel in the tail end of the field. He's going to start putting some cars a lap down. The first couple of cars he'll encounter as he comes off turn number four. Going to be Dave Marcus and Casey Atwood. They go back to turn number one. It's going to be kind of touchy driving, so to speak, once they start lapping cars in the field. They'll be having to inside, outside, wherever they can find a spot as they go back over to turn three. It took Ricky Craven a while to get underneath the Herbie Sadler car. It cost him a good portion of his lead. He begins to close in now on Dick Trickle. Craven closes in even more on Dick Trickle, which is now the last car on the lead lap. The separation from first to second is about four car lengths from Craven back to second place, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Off turn two they come. Ricky Craven again closing in on the back markers. Dick Trickle will be the next to go a lap down. Right in front of him, Casey Atwood, as they hustle to try and remain on the tail end of the lead circuit. Work their way back into the front straightaway and head off into turn number one. Let's take you back through the top 20 real quick. Ricky Craven leads. Earnhardt Jr. second. Jeff Gordon's third. Tony Stewart is fourth. Todd Bodine is fifth. Mike Wallace has worked his way up to sixth. Dale Jarrett would be seventh. Bobby Hamilton is 8th, give ninth to Jerry Nadeau. Johnny Benson is 10th, it's Joe Nemechek 11th, Rusty Wallace is 12th, Mark Martin's 13th, Ward Burton is 14th, and Sterling Marlin is 15th. Back in 16th place right now, that's Ken Schrader, followed by Robert Presley 17th, Ricky Rudd 18th, Dave Blaney 19th, and Rich Bickle is 20th. Taking you further down the Napa leaderboard, in the 21st position we have Ron Hornaday, 22nd is Matt Kenseth, 23rd Bobby Labonte, John Andretti runs in 24th, Bill Elliott is 25th, Robbie Gordon's in 26th. Jimmy Spencer is 27th. Jeff Burton is 28th. Kurt Busch is 29th. And Brett Bodine is 30th. 31st is Michael Waltrip. Terry Labonte is 32nd. Kevin LePage is 33rd. Kevin Harvick, 34th. Buckshot Jones is 35th. Running 36th is Jason Leffler. 37th is Hutt Strickland. Elliot Sadler is 38th. 39th is Kenny Wallace. 40th is Stacey Compton. Casey Atwood is 41st. Dave Marcus is 42nd. And Hermie Sadler, 43rd. Napa, we keep America running. At the Martinsville Speedway, we are now 47 laps into the 500 to make up the total distance of the Old Dominion 500, a day late because of rain that fell here in the uh, western part of the state here yesterday. Bright, sunny, beautiful morning here today for racing. And oh, we got trouble off turn number four, Joe. Hermie Sadler spins around right in the middle of the field, doesn't make any contact with anybody. They dive to the inside of the racetrack and the outside, and we will remain caution-free, and that's the second time Hermie's had problems in both ends of the racetrack now. Last time over in turn two, this time in turn number four, and both times he corrected. Also, while we were away, there was a change for the second spot. It happened on the back straightaway. Jeff Gordon found a hold of the inside of Dale Earnhardt Jr., powered his way under him. Now he's off in hot pursuit of the leader as they work lap traffic. Jeff Gordon having to thread his way through traffic. He's caught 
Hermie Sadler, who spun just a moment ago, coming off turn number four, has no problem getting around him, but he's got about four or five more cars up there that they'll have to thread their way through, including the leader, Ricky Craven. In fact, Ricky's caught in a big bunch of traffic over in turn three. Stacy Compton fighting his way down to the inside lane. He'll try and make a hole underneath Kenny Wallace. Craven, for the moment, will have to sit and watch that battle. But second place, Jeff Gordon also has traffic to deal with. Buckshot Jones sits directly ahead of him. Here goes Craven working on the first of those lap cars off turn two. Craven decides he'll take a peek to the outside of the Stacy Compton machine. Compton trying to fight his way underneath Kenny Wallace. It's Craven out of the outside in four. Now this is where you find out just how good your race car is. We're 51, actually 52 laps into the old Dominion 500 and when the leader catches the tail end of the field, Martinsville being a half mile speedway, you're going to be in traffic all the way around. Nobody's going to give you a break to get down to the inside. You either have to force your way in there, Dave Moody, or you just make the hard move and go around the outside. And many times, Barney, a car that looks dominant on an open racetrack becomes less than average in traffic. Craven right now is having his trouble as he continues to work the back bumper of Stacey Compton. Looks like some problems from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Tony Stewart just flashed by him the last time they came down the start-finish line. And Dale Jr. just kind of pulled over and let him go. So Stewart picks up a spot, heads down the back straightaway. And the battle for the lead now beginning to heat up. Jeff Gordon underneath Buckshot Jones is on the back bumper of the leader as the lead, tail end of the lead lap. Cars get together. There's trouble in turn number two. Robert Presley is around. He backs the Jasper engines forward into the outside retaining wall. Caution on the speedway. First one of the day. It comes out at lap 54. Presley continues to sit there with the tail end of the car up against the wall. He's caved it in real bad. In fact, he shoved it in about two or three feet, but the yellow flag is out. Let's go back to turn three. Single car incident in uh, turn number two, Barney, or at least just Robert Presley that got around. I'm sure there was contact with somebody else, but he has definitely compacted the tail end of the Jasper Ford, and he will limp his way to pit road. Robert's been having some good runs here the last uh, several weeks, but he is very thickly in the rumor mill going into next season. Matter of fact, he informed the team just yesterday that he will not be back to drive the Jasper Motorsports car next year. And I spoke with one of the team members. They said that Doug, Doug Bovel, the uh, president of Jasper Motorsports, uh, the owner of the team, will be making an announcement this coming week as to who will replace Robert Presley in the Jasper car. Right now it goes directly into the garage with a lot of back-end damage to the machine, and the caution flag flies for the first time this afternoon. It's surprising, Barney. We've gone 55 laps, and that's the first caution. Yeah, I was made the comment a moment ago, it was on a commercial break, that we've already set a record here at Barnesville in the fact, because normally at this racetrack, nine times out of ten, there'll be a caution in the first 15 laps, but it took us about 53 laps to get this one. Front of the field, just about everybody will dive onto pit road, led by Ricky Craven. Jeff Gordon is in. Tony Stewart's on pit road. Also, Earnhardt Jr. comes in along with Todd Bodine. Now, the leaders will have to go all the way down toward turns one and two because you pit almost two, a little better than halfway around this racetrack. They're in front of Jim Phillips. And Ricky Craven is in. Barney, right side tires going on the Ford. Let's see if they opt for four. They do. In front of him, Bobby Hamilton and Tony Stewart getting four tires. Jerry Nadeau's getting a chassis adjustment. Ward Burke is in. Johnny Benson is in. Jeff Gordon's uh, he's in, along with... Uh, the car of uh, Todd Bodine should be coming in to get four tires and fuel. He's in. They give the okay. Now let's swing it down to Tony Rizzuti. Dale Jarrett in. They made a chassis adjustment, took off four tires. Also, Joe Nemechek in. Rusty Wallace with a great stop. He was in and away four tires. Also, Dave Blaney, Mike Wallace was in. Also, Ron Hornaday was in. Rich Bickle is in. Hermie Sadler's now in, probably trying to get rid of those flat spotted tires from his two spins. Now down to Kevin O'Neill. All right, Sterling Marlin's in. He picks up two tires, gets out real quick to try to get some better track position. Brent Bodine took two tires. He's down and away. 
Casey Adwood just came in. He took four tires. He's down and away. Also, Jason Leffler, uh, Kurt Busch, and Elliot Sadler all took four tires, and they're back out on the speedway. And the race off pit road going to be won by Jeff Gordon's team. They get him back onto the speedway first. Came out right behind him was Tony Stewart, followed by Mike Wallace, and then Ricky Craven and Ward Burton. Under caution for the first time this afternoon at uh, Martinsville Speedway. Is it afternoon yet? No, it's not. Uh, Robert Presley hit the wall over in turn two, so it's the first caution of the morning. Matt Kenseth and Stacy Compton did not come into pit, so Kenseth takes over the race lead. Stacy Compton now is second. For the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Green flag is out here at Martinsville Speedway, and Matt Kenseth now the race leader. He is pulling away from second place, Stacy Compton. Jeff Gordon is third, Tony Stewart fourth, and Mike Wallace is fifth. Wallace feeling a little bit of heat from Ricky Craven. Craven looking down to the inside lane off two, nothing there. A couple of cars further back. Good side-by-side -side battle. The lap car, Buckshot Jones, battling wheel to wheel now with Ward Burton. Now remember the two cars that ride first and second did not make a pit stop. That's Matt Kenthus and Stacy Compton. So they're running on tires that are about 60 laps worth of tire wear on them out there. Jeff Gordon has only two tires. He took only two tires. Jim Phillips informed us just a moment ago. So he's about to catch second place over in turn three. That battle for eight continues, Barney, as Buckshot Jones has been overtaken now by Ward Burton. To the outside lane, here comes Dale Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt Jr. squeezes to the outside of the start-finish line, easily gets by Buckshot Jones. Next in line, you've got the car of Todd Bodine. Also lined up there, Bobby Labonte and Dale Jarrett trying to make the move. Everybody taking it to the high lane. Well, trouble in turn two. One car gets turned around. It is Rich Bickle. Little contact by Robbie Gordon going off into the corner. Bickle driving the Kodak Chevrolet, trying to refire it, waiting to see if the caution flag will come out. Now it does as the leaders now reach turn number two. Bickle could not get the car refired in time. Now he drives away, but there was no further contact. And it looks like, Barney, that uh, that came out as a result of a little contact between Robbie Gordon and Rich Bickle racing for position there in turn two. Now, Rich uh, made a little contact. Now, the two cars get together, and he ends up spinning around, went out toward the outside wall. He's coming off turn number four right now. We're going to look and see if he did much sheet metal damage to the car, if indeed he even hit the wall. I don't believe he did. Don't see any sign of any damage on the right side of the car, but we're under caution for the second time. Again, Rich Bickle spinning out over in turns one and two. Robert Presley, the only driver out of the race. Let's see what put him out. I'm here with Robert Presley in the garage. And, Robert, what happened, buddy? Well, just sitting there riding around. I tell you, this car was great today. Uh, just kind of sitting there and went off in the corner there going into three, and I felt the brakes uh, get a little bit uh, funny failing. Then went off into one the next lap there, and I, I guess what happened, the front hub broke or something, and the rotor come loose and just didn't have no brakes and just had to shove it up in the third gear. All right, Robert Presley in the garage. They're working on the car, going to try to get him back out and get some valuable Winston Cup points. Robbie uh, Gordon a moment ago making a little contact again, as we said, with Rich Bickle over in turns one and two that turned him around. Now here comes Bickle on the pit road, and Johnny Benson is bringing his car back into the pits also as they both head down in front of Jim Phillips. Well, Barney, uh, Johnny Benson came in earlier and uh, took on two tires, but on that particular start of the run, he said he just had no grip at all. So they, they're coming in now to change the left side tires, and they are doing an adjustment to try to make the car grip 
better on Johnny Benson's car, a little wedge into left rear. Yeah, Benson came out after that stop running in the 15th position, so he gave up a very good position for the restart. Obviously, that problem quite severe. Rich Bickle also now moving back onto the racetrack. It looks like the sheet metal damage was minimal on his car. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries on his behalf. Ray Bestest Breaks the official brakes of NASCAR. While we're under caution and before they go back to green, let's take you back through the running order. Matt Kenseth and Stacy Compton stayed on the racetrack a moment ago, so they ride first and second. Jeff Gordon, who did pit, is third. Tony Stewart's fourth. Mike Wallace is fifth. Ricky Craven is sixth. Ward Burton rides seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Todd Bodine is ninth. Tenth is Bobby Labonte. Dale Jarrett's up to 11th. Jerry Nadeau is 12th. Sterling Marlin is 13th. 14th is Rusty Wallace. 15th is Ricky Rudd. 16th right now is Mark Martin. Bobby Hamilton would be 17th. 18th is Joe Nemechek. Kenny Schrader is 19th. And the, and the Napa leaderboard will show in 20th place right now John Andretti. Napa, where we keep America running. Field is filing up, forming up for a restart on the back straightaway. You've got uh, lap cars down on the inside. Casey Atwood is there. Buckshot Jones is there. Also, Dave Marcus. Those are the three cars off the pace already. Now being joined by Hermie Sadler, the fourth of those machines that are off the lead lap. Here comes the field now with Matt Kenseth taking over. We've had two lead changes among three drivers. Kenseth still has not made a pit stop, but he's pulling away from second place Stacy Compton and third place Jeff Gordon. Around the outside of the lap car is Stacy Compton trying to fight his way around, and that allows Matt Kenseth to get away. He opens up six, maybe seven car lengths as they race down the back straightaway. Finally, Compton around the outside of Casey Atwood. He leads the way for Jeff Gordon. The scatter a little bit off turn number four. Jeff Gordon, just before that caution flag came out a moment ago, had caught Stacy Compton and looked like he wanted to get underneath him and put him down as far as dropping him back to third place. Now he can barely stay with him as they go off turn number two, and the car that's on the scramble is Mike Wallace. Wallace goes to the outside on Tony Stewart. Stewart had to check up a bit in turn two as Jeff Gordon got a little bit sideways. That sets up a side-by-side -side battle for Ford. Wallace goes to the outside of Tony Stewart. Turn number four. Jerry Nadeau is around trying to fire the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. Field making its way around to the outside lane. Nadeau, as of yet, can't get it going. Now he refires the car as the leaders come stampeding into turn number three. Yeah, he'll drop it off the curbing down there. The car was jammed up on that inside curb here in turns three and four. Caution on the speed for the third time and caution being displayed at lap 72. Citywide to countryside, whatever you drive, wherever you go. Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. To learn more, visit HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires, ride on our strength. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary penny colors up the back straight away. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. Today's broadcast.
broadcast of the Old Dominion 500 is brought to you on MRN Radio by Gatorade Thirst Quencher. It's in NASCAR. Is it in you? By McDonald's. We love to see you smile. And by Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. And by the Brewmasters at Budweiser, who remind you that fresh beer tastes better. Under the caution flag for the third time here this morning at the Martinsville Speedway. This one came out when Jerry Nadeau spun down between turns three and four. And if there was any question as to what happened there, at least in Nadeau's mind, it must have had something to do with Buckshot Jones because under the caution lap, he just rammed Buckshot going into turn two, and Buckshot rammed him coming off turn number three. NASCAR officials sent out the word for both of them to settle down, and Nadeau is on pit road in front of Jim Phillips. Uh, yes, he is, uh, Joe. They changed the tires, but that's not the end of his troubles. Uh, the NASCAR official standing in front of his car, and he will be held a lap. Uh, for that uh, caution flag altercation. Also earlier, Johnny Benson was back in, still trying to find some grip that could get up off the corners with. We call it forward bite. So still uh, Benson not having his car like he wants it. Long ways yet from even getting 100 laps in already. As we said, you will see some sparks and some tempers fly here at Martinsville. It's kind of typical when you come to a short track like this, particularly this racetrack not being banked a whole lot, so it doesn't hold the speed. If the car's not handling real well and you carry a lot of speed into the corner, it's going to slip up a little bit, and usually you lean on somebody going through. It's just kind of part of it, but nobody really appreciates being leaned on in a situation like this. Matt Kenseth is the race leader. He took over the top spot when everybody else came in to make pit stops back on uh, lap number 56. He and Stacy Compton stayed out on the racetrack. He's now the leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Compton rides in the third position. We've had two lead changes among three drivers. Todd Bodine started on the bud pole here today. It was Ricky Craven taking over on lap 10, and then Matt Kenseth taking over on lap 57. He's been out front ever since. It's Kenseth, Jeff Gordon, Stacy Compton, Mike Wallace, Tony Stewart, the top five. Sixth is Ricky Craven. Seventh is Ward Burton. Eighth is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Todd Bodine now runs in the ninth position. And riding tenth is Bobby Labonte as the field now sees the one-to-go signal displayed. Yeah, they get the indication we're about to go back to green here in just a moment and kind of get back down to it again. I don't believe we mentioned it a moment ago, but Jeff Gordon, just as that caution came out out there, had gotten around Stacy Compton to move into the number two spot. So now he's in a great position with the uh, a little better rubber on the car, I guess, is the best way to put it, because Matt Kenseth did not pit. He's not been on pit road. He's still on the same tires. He started this race on a little bit earlier this afternoon. He's about to have 80 laps on those tires, and Jeff Gordon sits right behind him with at least two fresh tires up there. We're about to see if that will make a difference. A lot of cars are lap down or more to the inside of the leader right now, Matt Kenseth. Pace car behind the pit wall. They're off turn four, waiting to see the green flag. They do, and they race to turn number one. Good restart for Kenseth. He'll get away from Gordon by a couple of car lengths as they haul it over to turn two, but Gordon is on the attack real quick off turn two. Fights his way around the lap car of Casey Atwood, and is he on the hunt for the lead now? On the back straightaway, Gordon tucked right up under the rear spoiler of the DeWalt car as he hunts for the lead in four now. Gordon pushing down on the inside of the track, trying to get underneath Matt Kenseth. No way off turn number four. Kenseth defends the line. They are nose to tail back to turn one. Matt Kenseth in the Ford, Jeff Gordon in the Chevrolet, Stacy Compton in the Dodge running one, two, three. This time down the back straightaway, nobody able to make a move. Gordon still right there on the back bumper looking for room on the inside. 
side. Not a question. If Jeff Gordon can get around Matt Kenseth, it's just a matter of when. He's using a little bit of patience right now. He's got a strong car. Makes the move going to turn one this time. Gets a fender underneath him and taps him a little bit. Kicks him up out of the groove, and Gordon comes away with the lead off turn two. Matt Kenseth tried to slam the door on Gordon and very nearly paid the price. Made a nice save to keep that car from spinning out. Gordon has the lead. Kenseth for second. Mike Wallace shuffled to the outside on Stacy Compton. Wallace swings wide up off the corner. Gets by Stacy Compton. Now goes after second place Matt Kenseth. They are door to door in turn one. And once again, Tony Stewart says if the outside lane works for someone else, I'll try it too. Wallace around the outside takes over second. Kenseth now shuffled back to third, but maybe not for long. Here comes Stewart. Stewart on the outside of Matt Kenseth. Couldn't get a run on him coming off the corner this time. Kenseth is strong in the straightaway. The race is hard in the turn number one. Tony Stewart does the same thing, and Tony's about to come away with third place. They're off turn two. New tires tell the tale as Stewart goes to the number three spot. Ricky Craven now hooks it high to the outside of Kenseth. He'll take over fourth. Matt Kenseth, Stacy Thompson going backwards. Jam up from about fourth on back. That is where it's side by side for that position. Kenseth on the inside. Ricky Craven on the outside. Oh, turn number four. Jason Leffler is in it. Jeff Burton is in it. John Andretti is in it. Not severe damage on any of those cars. All three drivers try to refire and stay on bumpy lap. Two out of three will do it, but Leffler loses a spot. Caution is on the speedway immediately again. It comes out at lap number 85, a three-car pileup right in the middle of turns three and four. Again, it was John Andretti, Jeff Burton, and Jason Leffler. Let's go back to turn three. Well, it happens fast in turns three and four, Barney, and it happened quickly there. Somebody got a little bit sideways, and then they just stacked up behind him, and those three paid the price. John Andretti with a good bit of hustle to get the uh, Cheerios Dodge back underway and remain on the lead lap. Jason Leffler also was hustling, trying to get uh, his car rolling, but I don't believe he made it before the leaders came around. So the caution flag comes out for the fourth time here this afternoon, and we're not even at the 100-lap mark yet. Just 86 of 500 laps are complete in the Old Dominion 500. Jeff Gordon is the race leader now with Mike Wallace running second. Well, it's going to be a short week this week since we stayed over an extra day here at Martinsville. A lot of folks heading straight on down to the Talladega Super Speedway. I imagine some of the campers are already there getting ready for the running of the EA Sports 500 a week from yesterday. Our activities begin with MRN Radio's uh, coverage on Friday afternoon. Bud Pole qualifying starting at 510 Eastern Time and then on Sunday. Next Sunday, it's the EA Sports 500. MRN Radio airtime is 12.30 Eastern. The week after that, we go out west, the wild, wild west, to the Phoenix International Raceway for our coverage of the Checker Auto Parts 500. MRN coverage starts on Friday, October 26. Bud Pole updates at 4.10 p.m. on that uh, Friday afternoon. We'll have a big triple header that weekend. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series races there on Friday. The NASCAR Bush Series on Saturday in the Outback Steakhouse 200. And the Checker Auto Parts 500 NASCAR Winston Cup race on Sunday, October 28th at the Phoenix International Raceway. Call Talladega and Phoenix ticket offices now because tickets are still available. Let's go to Pit Road and Tony Rizzuti. Well, Jeff Burton came in. He had some damage on the left front. They did manage to pull it away and change tires. They still have the sign out for him, so they're going to bring him in a second time, make sure there's no damage. Also in was Bill Elliott. He took on four tires. John Andretti was in. He also has a uh, left front fender that smashed in. It was not rubbing on the tire, but we expect him back in as well. Kevin O'Neill. 
Yeah, down here on pit road on this end, Casey Atwood comes in. He gets two right side tires. Jason Leffler comes in and gets two right side tires. And Elliot Sadler, a little bit of damage up on the front. They were pulling some of the sheet metal away. He gets two on the right side, gasoline and down and gone. Dave Marcus also in, goes back onto the racetrack, and the field has just given the indication we're about set to go back to green flag racing when they come back around this time. When they drop the green, the leader will be Jeff Gordon. Right behind him is Mike Wallace. Lining up third is Tony Stewart. Fourth is Ricky Craven. Fifth right now would be Ward Burton. Back in sixth, that's Matt Kenseth. Seventh is Earnhardt Jr. Eighth is Stacy Compton. Ninth is Todd Bodine. And tenth is Bobby Labonte as they go over to turn number three. Pace car gets in behind the pit wall. Off turn four, Gordon looking for the green flag. He sees it, and he sets sail for turn number one. Some lap cars down to the inside. Jerry Nadeau, Hermie Sadler, and Buckshot Jones, some of those. Little contact between Jerry Nadeau and the leader over in turns one and two. And it may cost Jeff Gordon the lead. Here comes Mike Wallace taking it three wide to the inside as they race the back straightaway. Wallace on the inside. Nadeau in the middle. Jeff Gordon up high. Mike Wallace takes the lead. It pays off for Mike Wallace. That was a big move by Mike Wallace taking it three wide down the back straightaway. He takes over the top spot here at Martinsville with Gordon falling in line in second. And now it's Tony Stewart rooting down to the inside of the lap car of Jerry Nadeau. He rides in the third spot right Behind him is Ricky Craven. Then in the number five spot is Ward Burton. Jerry Nadeau felt like he had a good shot to get his lap back, and indeed he did when he made a little contact with Jeff Gordon for a second off turn number two. But Mike Wallace, in a good heads-up driving move, said, let's stack them three deep. We've got plenty of time to get tucked back in before turn number three up there. He made it work. He's heading back to three. He got the lead, and now he's making the most of it. He's pulled away from Gordon by four car lengths. Jeff Gordon by another four over Tony Stewart, who still has not disposed of Jerry Nadeau. Kind of interesting to watch that restart. Nadeau, his teammate to Jeff Gordon, was trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. Gordon wouldn't let him by, so Nadeau knocked him out of the way, and it paid off for Mike Wallace as he takes over the lead, heads down the back straightaway over Gordon. Tony Stewart now hustles his way underneath Nadeau. Stewart, the third-place automobile. Nadeau, though, able to slam the door on Ricky Craven, who rides fourth. All three of those cars that brought out the caution a moment ago, Jason Leffler, John Andretti, and Jeff Burton are able to continue. Jeff Burton is all the way back at the tail end of the field, and so is John Andretti. 94 laps are on the scoreboard as they sweep down the backstretch. Mike Wallace leads them into three. And the mobile one Ford is strong at this juncture of the race. His lead now five over Jeff Gordon. Another five back to Tony Stewart. Coming down to the line, they'll complete 95 laps with Mike Wallace, the leader of the Old Dominion 500. We are back at the Martinsville Speedway. 150 laps have gone on the scoreboard. Elliott Sadler continues to lead, and he has opened up a lot of daylight on the rest of the field as he works his way over to turns one, two, and three up there, pulling away even more. Had more cars gone to the garage area. Let's go there now. All right, I'm standing here with Bill Elliott. He's got his Dodge here in the garage area. And, Bill, what happened? I can't hear. What happened, basically? We busted a radiator down in that little altercation down in one and two, and just... It blew all the water out, and the next thing I knew, it was hot, and it, and it cooked the motor. And I hate it for the guys. They work so daggone hard on these race cars week in and week out. It's just a tough situation. And Trouble in turn number two. Hermie Sadler is around. Stacy Compton dodges the bullet. Sadler, for the third time this afternoon, a smoking 360, punches the button, and keeps on trucking. And he's been lucky every time. Joe hadn't made a lot of contact with anybody, and we remain still under green here at Martinsville. 
We were talking to Bill Elliott there when that came out just a moment ago. Elliott apparently threw for the day. As he said, he punched a hole in the radiator, pumped all the water out of the car, and cooked the engine, so he is done for the day. Brett Bodine has taken his car back behind the wall. Also out of the race, Tony Stewart. We hope to hear from him in a few moments. Jason Leffler was in the garage for a while. He's come back out, and Robert Presley is also out of the race already today, just 153 laps in to this 500-mile race. Elliott Sadler still the race leader. That was a close call for him coming off turn two a few moments ago, Dave Moody. Indeed, a lot of them had to dodge the bullet, and the leader was one of them. Elliott Sadler made the move, got by the wreck. The log jam now has completely broken. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven finally got underneath the lap car of Buckshot Jones. They've gone to second and third now. Work their way out of the turn, up in turn four, head back to turns one and two. Some pretty good racing going on a little further back. Dale Jarrett's had his hands full trying to get through some of that lap traffic and stay up in the front of the pack. And he has got a very strong race car here at Martinsville this afternoon. 155 laps are on the board. It's Elliott Sadler leading Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven third, Mark Martin fourth, and Ward Burton fifth. And I believe Mark Martin's got about a stronger car as we've seen all year. It's hard to believe that Mark has yet to go to victory lane this season. With the kind of resources they have at Roush Racing and the kind of experience and the kind of success that Mark Martin has had in his career, it is very surprising that he's not going to victory lane so far in this 2001 season. Kind of surprising what we saw earlier today, Mike Wallace doing so well, but what's happened to him? He led for a while here this afternoon, picked up about seven positions in the first five laps, now, Tony Rizzuti, he's back in the 14th position. What are they saying about the Mobile One Ford? Well, they're very pleased with the run they're having, but Mike's having a hard time hanging on. They were really good on scuffed tires, but as this run's gone on, the car's been a little bit hard for Mike to handle. They told him, just settle down. We'll keep working on it. You can work your way back to the front. You know, this is a team that's still not sure who the driver of that machine's going to be, and Mike Wallace is doing the best to try to show them he should be the one to be in it from now on. Tell you what, Mike Wallace can drive a race car. He's proven that. He's won in everything he's been in. He's won in the NASCAR Craftsman trucks. He's won over in the ARCA division. He's won in the Bush Grand National Division. So he can get the job done. Yeah, and, and this is the time of the year that you want to get an opportunity like this to show what you can do. Rusty Wallace told the media here on Saturday that the Mobile One Ford may just go away. That car might not exist next year. They may be a two-car team with just Rusty and uh, and uh, Ryan O'Neill driving the other machine. Um, uh, not Ryan O'Neill. Newman. You, Ryan Newman. <laughs> we have an O'Neill in the broadcast, and it's got to be completely confused today. But Rusty said that could very well happen. But for Mike Wallace to have a good run here in this Mobile One Ford, the closing part of this year, with all the rides opening up for next season, all the changes that are going on, this could be a perfect opportunity for him to show what he can do and get a good gig for next season. Yeah, he's had some great runs this year when he was in the seven car a little bit earlier, the nation's rent car over there in the Ultra Motorsports team, had some great finishes at both Daytona and Talladega and on some of the bigger tracks. Uh, we wish him the best as the season winds down. 161 laps go on the board here at Martinsville in the Old Dominion 500. It is Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Elliott Sadler, Mark Martin, and Ward Burton, your top five. Todd Bodine has scrambled back up in the front of the field. He is riding sixth right now. Dale Jarrett has picked up another spot. He's up to seventh. Ricky Rudd is easing up toward the front of the field also. Ricky is now eighth. Earnhardt Jr. still in the top ten. He rides ninth. And Kurt Busch make up the top ten. Here's Mark Martin making a move going into turn number three, trying to pick off the third position. We talked about how strong that car is. He's showing it now as he flashes easily by Elliott Sadler, brings along Ward Burton, who also makes the move going off to turn one. Elliott Sadler paying the price now for those older tires as he is backsliding as the leaders make their way underneath him. Jeff Gordon puts another lap on Hermie Sadler. Ricky Craven running 10 car lengths back in second. Then Mark Martin and Ward Burton. 
Jeff Gordon wants at the front of the field, as we said a moment ago, and Jim Phillips, I guess you can back me up on this. They're running for the Winston Cup championship. They have a healthy lead of well over 200 points on Ricky Rudd. The two tracks I think they were the most concerned with as the season winds down certainly would be one here at Martinsville this afternoon and Talladega next week. They know at Martinsville if you're in the front of the field, if you're leading or somewhere up in that lead pack, your odds are a lot less of getting the car bent up. That's exactly right, Marty. That's the reason the first time they came in the pits, they only took two tires to keep it up front. And since that time, Jeff has just uh, measured his opponents and uh, worked them over lap after lap and got by them and got back in the lead. But I have been a little bit surprised. He's been a little bit more aggressive uh, with some of these lap cars that I've seen in the past. But he's been doing that coming off the corners. So if the car in front of him did spin, it would spin out of his way. Jeff Gordon again goes over to turn three, Joe. And, and also at the end of the season, usually when you're running for the championship and the other drivers out there you're racing, know what's at stake for you. A Winston Cup championship and a huge payoff of well over $3 million. They're going to put the pressure on you because they figure you're not going to force the issue. Sometimes you have to. They will take advantage of you, knowing that you're not going to push it all that hard because you are racing for a championship. If the season ended right now, Jeff Gordon would win the championship by 275 points. Actually, it's now 271 points as Gordon leads, and Ricky Rudd is back in the seventh position. But still, races to go throughout the course of this year. There's an opportunity for Ricky Rudd. We've seen the big uh, leads vanish like at Richmond when Gordon got caught up in that crash and Ricky Rudd won the race. Both these drivers know that anything can happen before this year is over and it could change. Caution is on the speedway. The yellow flag waves once more. We're looking around the racetrack to see what it is and don't see anybody spun out over there anywhere. It looks like the four cars slowed down a bit, might have scrubbed the wall. Anything over in your area, Dave Moody? The rich pickle machine got high between turns three and four. Barney just barely scuffed the concrete from our vantage point, but then got to the exit of the corner and just locked the car down momentarily. Pickle is back underway. So it will be our sixth caution flag of the afternoon. It's been pretty busy here in the first 169 laps. First, Robert Presley hit the wall in turn two. That was on lap 54. Rich Bickle involved in a crash in turn two on lap 66. Jerry Nadeau spun out after colliding with Buckshot Jones on lap 72. We had a three-car crash back on lap 85. That included Jason Leffler, John Andretti, and Jeff Burton. Tony Stewart blew up on lap 123, and now Bickle with problems on lap 169. Here's some of the leaders coming down the pit lane. Jeff Gordon stays out, but Mark Martin, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Mike Wallace are on the pit lane. Let's go down for an update. Right side tires on the Viagra Ford of Mike Martin. Mark Martin, I talked to Jimmy Finning, said they're very pleased with the car. They move around to the left side, so it'll be a four-tire change. Also in is Mike Wallace. They're working the right side. Ron Hornaday, right side tires. Also in is Matt Kenseth, four-tire shop. Also Jeff Burton, now down to Jim Phillips. Now we've got Dale Earnhardt Jr. in down here, Tony. Uh, Jeff Gordon, Radio News crew, said the car feels good. They decided to stay out, but Junior's getting four uh, fresh Goodyear tires and 76 racing fuel, and he is down and he is away. Now down to Kevin O'Neill. Uh, Jason Leffler just brought the singular wireless Dodge back into pit road. He's getting right side tires. Stacy Compton just in four right side tires. Couple of cans of Unical 76 gasoline. And also Brett Bodine just pulled basically behind his pit stall here. He had brake problems. They just changed the brakes on that race car. He's back out on the speedway. 171 laps are on the scoreboard. We're under caution here at Martinsville. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Oh,
Is your check engine light on? Don't ignore it. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today and let our professional parts people scan your vehicle for free. We'll retrieve the codes, discuss possible solutions, and even help you find a professional technician if needed. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today for our free check engine light help. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's broadcast of the Old Dominion 500 is brought to you on MRN Radio by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR, by Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. And by Remington 597, the ultra-reliable 22 caliber rifle. And by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Field has just received the one-to-go signal. Three cars out of the race. Robert Presley, Bill Elliott, and Tony Stewart. Let's go to Kevin O'Neill. We'll get a word from Kevin in a few moments on uh, some of those drivers. Uh, Tony Stewart, uh, one of the ones to go out with a blown engine. It appeared to be the problem on his car, and uh, Tony uh, refused to talk to us. I think it's the third time this weekend. He's not had a good weekend here at Martinsville for the running of the Old Dominion 500. Here's the field now, getting ready for the restart, coming off turn four. Jeff Gordon leads him down. Green flag goes in the air, and Jeff Gordon is long gone in a hurry, trying to get away from Ricky Craven. Buckshot Jones comes charging up underneath him, trying to get up there and get a shot at the leader to get a lap back. Won't be able to do it as they work off turn number two and head for three. And now it's going to be Ward Burton having to deal with the lap cars. He takes it to the outside of Buckshot Jones as Jeff Gordon and Ricky Tra Craven try and get away in turn four. Ward Burton goes to the outside of the lap car of Buckshot Jones. He's the third place machine, Ward Burton is. Just behind him, the car of Todd Bodine also trying to advance in the outside lane in turn two. Ward Burton on the outside trying to get some grip. He is not going to be able to overhaul Buckshot Jones. As a matter of fact, here's Jerry Nadeau driving underneath Burton. Bodine changes lanes. He'll go to the inside and make a bid now for third place. And they scramble up, get too wide coming off the corner. Part of that slap traffic. Ward Burton's hung in the high groove going through turns one and two. No place to go and down to the inside of the racetrack right now comes Dale Jarrett trying to move up a notch and he decides, I believe I'll go around the outside. They go back to three. Ward Burton pedaling hard right now, trying to get himself some daylight to get back to the bottom. He's not going to do it. Todd Bodine is there in four. Side by side for the third position coming across the stripe. It is Todd Bodine down low. Ward Burton up high while up front Ricky Craven starts putting pressure on Jeff Gordon again. Craven is on the attack at the exit of turn number two, but Gordon straight as an arrow, keeps it pointed, will hold him off four now, but again Craven all over the back bumper in four. Now remember, Ricky Craven's been good on the short runs when they put on new rubber and when they started the race, and all of a sudden he dives underneath Jeff Gordon in turn number one. Gordon just pulls over and says, have at it. You got a little better race car maybe than I do right now, and he takes the lead. Well, here comes Gordon right back on him in turn three. Ricky Craven got the lead, but may have bounced it off the curb at the exit of two, drifted up the track, the door is open, back comes Gordon for the point. Side by side for the top spot coming down to the line, by inches this time, it's Ricky Craven taking control, but Gordon is still there on the inside. Gordon down low, Craven up high, Ricky Craven flexes some muscle, no curb trouble this time, he drives around Gordon, and Craven will break it into the open air, Ricky Craven back to the lead in turn three. Two cars at the front of the field, the leader, Ricky Craven, second place right now is Jeff Gordon, then a couple of lap cars riding directly behind them, they're between the third place machine, as they go back to turns one and two, the third place car being Ward Burton, he's got a long ways to go before he can get up there and mix it up with them. And Ward has spent entirely too much time, I'm sure, by his opinion here in the early going, dicing with lap cars, trying to get in contact with the leaders. 
He rides behind Jerry Nadeau, behind Buckshot Jones, both a lap in arrears. We're just 183 laps into the Old Dominion 500 here at the Martinsville Speedway. Already eight lead changes among six drivers this afternoon. We've had cautions fly six times. Out of the race, the cars of Tony Stewart, Bill Elliott, and Robert Presley. Right now, it's Ricky Craven leading over Jeff Gordon. Ward Burton is third. Fourth is Todd Bodine. Fifth is Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd runs in sixth. Rusty Wallace seventh. Bobby Hamilton is eighth. Bobby Labonte ninth and tenth is Joe Nemechek. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush Series race, stop by the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second free gift just for applying. Fourth place is where all the hard racing is going on for the moment. Fourth place is held down by Todd Bodine. Right behind him rides Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd and Rusty Wallace and Bobby Hamilton. They go to three. Everybody remaining goes to tail at least for the moment. Ricky Rudd takes a beat down low on his teammate Dale Jarrett, but can't find room to race. Falls back in line right up on the rear deck of the machine of Dale Jarrett while Jarrett follows Todd Bodine. Up front, now it's Jerry Nadeau again trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. Working hard on Ricky Craven, and I'm not sure how hard Craven's going to fight. He does not. Pulls to the outside, lets him go. Jerry Nadeau regains a lap. Craven maintains the lead. And Jerry Nadeau has worked hard all day long once he went a lap down to get himself in a position to get it back, and he finally does. 187 laps are on the board. It is Ricky Craven leading. Jeff Gordon is second. Riding in third right now is Ward Burton. Fourth is Todd Bodine. Fifth is Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd is sixth. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Bobby Hamilton is eighth. That pack of traffic goes over to three. Ninth spot now goes to Bobby Labonte, who has fought his way into contention for the first time this afternoon. Right behind him, Joe Nemechek and then Kenny Schrader. One car that's backpedaling in a big hurry. Mark Martin as he and Mike Wallace, who ran up front earlier, have slid all the way back to the second third of this field, and they're struggling with the lap car of Hermie Sadler right now as they make their way down the back straightaway. Mark Martin has fallen back to the 16th position. He was among the front five here just several laps ago. Was watching a spirited battle for a while between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Robbie Gordon. They were going at it pretty hot and heavy coming through the corners. That was back for about the 14th or 15th position. Actually, see that was for the 19th spot. Looks like Dale Jr. has cleared Robbie Gordon's machine. Gordon falls back in line and gathers it up somewhat for the time being, still running in the top 20. Still watching that battle from Todd Bodine on back. Dale Jarrett putting pressure on him with Ricky Rudd putting pressure on DJ. Jarrett taking a look to the inside every time he has to check up down low. Rudd has ideas about going after him in the high lane. So far, nobody able to get the job done. Yeah, they stay single file as they come out of the corner, head down the straightaway, and go back to turns one and two. 191 laps on the board. A driver we haven't talked much about who ran out at Memphis yesterday and then flew back in here last night to run the race here. We're talking about Kevin Harvick looking on the scoreboard to see where he is. He is riding 14th right now and has not been able to get up inside the top 10, but he's made some pretty good advances having started at the tail end of the field. Let's get a report out of his pit. I believe Tony Rizzuti is there. Marty, he has had no time in this car at all. Rick Mass qualified the car, also practiced it. I'm talking with crew chief Kevin Hamlin. Kevin, you made your way from the back of the field up to 14th. What's Kevin Harvick saying about the car? Well, the GM Goodyear service plus Monte Carlo is uh, not exactly to his liking right now. We just need to get turn a little bit better and try to get a little more forward bite out of this deal. But uh, we'll keep working on it and see if we can't make it better. So Kevin Harvick looking for more forward bite to try to get the car to turn better in the corner. These are tight corners, and Barney, if the car doesn't turn, you won't be successful here at Martinsville. 
It's what it's all about is brakes and being able to turn here on this uh, paper clip of a layout of a racetrack. Kind of expected Rusty Wallace to be doing real well today, but he's not doing that good. He just lost two more spots up off the back straightaway as Bobby Hamilton and Bobby Labonte cleared him. Ricky Craven leads at lap 194 in the Old Dominion 500. Bubba Wallace bringing the legendary Petty Colors up the back straightaway. Bubba Wallace here. You know winning doesn't just happen overnight. To finish first, everything needs to come together to create the perfect combination. STP understands that. Using advanced formula, STP Ultra 5-in-1 Fuel System Cleaner every 4,000 miles destroys harmful deposits to help restore gas mileage. A winning combination to help restore peak performance in any gasoline vehicle. STP. Science. Technology. Performance. Today's broadcast of the Old Dominion 500 is brought to you on MRN Radio by 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Bryant, call 1-888-999-BRYANT for the nearest you. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. And by Pfizer, where life is our life's work. Just had a lead change at lap 239. We're at 241 right now, and Kurt Busch was able to get around and take the lead away from Mark Martin just a moment ago. Let's run you back quickly through the top 10. Kurt Busch, the new leader. Mark Martin, second. Jeff Burton, third. Kenny Wallace, fourth. Mike Wallace back to fifth. Elliot Sadler, sixth. Terry Labonte is seventh. Bobby Labonte is eighth. Hut Strickland is ninth. And Jeff Gordon round out the top 10. The field pretty well spread out around the Martinsville Speedway right now as we are eight laps away from the halfway point in the Old Dominion 500 here this afternoon. A lot of cars that we kind of expected to do well and get up in the front of the field had more than their share of problems today. Ricky Rudd is being shown back in 29th, although Ricky's been up inside the top 10 a couple of times. Jerry Nadeau got himself a lap down, was able to get it back on the tail end of the lead lap, uh, having spun out up there. Uh, he's got a strong car. He just had a hard time making overcoming that lap down and get himself back in contention to run up in the top five or ten. Jimmy Spencer has not been a factor thus far today. Jimmy's had his share of problems. Car kind of not working in the corners like he wanted it to. Jimmy's showing all the way back in 32nd position for the moment. And if you're wondering about a few drivers that we might not have mentioned, Brett Bodine, Tony Stewart, Bill Elliott, and Robert Presley are all in the garage area. How about a great job by Kurt Busch, only his second Winston Cup race here at Martinsville Speedway. Here he is leading on a track that some of the veterans have never had any success at a, this tough old racetrack. Kurt Busch has only raced here once in Winston Cup competition, has a couple of NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series starts here at this racetrack, but it seems it's the perfect combination for him. He made the move by Jeff Burton here several laps ago, then got by race leader Mark Martin, his teammate, and now is pulling away from Mark Martin by about four car lengths here at lap 245. Bush, Martin, Jeff Burton, Kenny Wallace, pretty well spread out among the front four. You got Mike Wallace back in the fifth position. Further back in sixth is Elliot Sadler. Terry Labonte, as we told you, having a good day. He's up to the seventh position. And further back, you got some pretty good racing from Bobby Labonte on back. Bobby Labonte holds eighth, ninth, just inches behind him is Jeff Gordon. Tenth belongs to Dale Jarrett. Eleventh is Ricky Craven. They're all working each other in three and four. Yeah, they've raced pretty hard, but uh, really haven't done the side-by-side -side slam bang that we see here at Martinsville a lot of times because we're still three laps away from the halfway point and an awful lot of racing left here at Martinsville in the Old Dominion 500. One driver that we've mentioned a couple of times that's beginning to work his way to the front of the field, Michael Walter. Michael, the latest rundown, shows him up in 14th position having a pretty good run. I believe Tony Rizzuti has been around that pit area. Yeah, they're very pleased with their run. In fact, Crucci Slugger Lab, what's Michael saying about the car? Right now, we're just a little bit tight. Uh, we got like 40 laps, all the tires of most people. Just a little tight right now, but we'll uh, get a caution here and we'll pit in a little bit. 
So Michael Waltrip just a little bit tight. They can get a caution. They hope to keep him up front all day. And this is welcome news for this Napa team because this year, other than the Daytona 500 and the Pepsi 400, has not been a very positive year for this team. Came real close to getting that caution just then as Dave Blaney got a tap from behind coming off turn four, completely looped his machine in front of oncoming traffic. But before the caution came out, he was able to right the car and the caution did not come out. So we remain under the green flag. And Dave Blaney hence loses a lot of ground. Kurt Busch still showing the way over Mark Martin, working his way around this racetrack. Hasn't caught any slower traffic. And Barney, that may be the real test for rookie Kurt Busch in trying to work his way through traffic with veterans like Mark Martin and Jeff Burton just behind him. Yeah, he's going to have to catch that tail end of the field here very shortly at the pace he's setting. And we'll find out just how well he works lap traffic with not a lot of experience here at this short track. 251 laps on the board. The cross flags came out just a lap ago to indicate we're halfway home in the Old Dominion 500. Why don't we give you a rundown way back through the field? Kurt Busch leads, Mark Martin second, Jeff Burton is third, Kenny Wallace is fourth, and Mike Wallace is fifth. Elliot Sadler is sixth, it's Terry Labonte seventh, Jeff Gordon eighth, Dale Jarrett is ninth, Ricky Craven is tenth, the eleventh goes to Bobby Labonte, Hut Strickland's twelfth, Bobby Hamilton's thirteenth, Kenny Schrader is fourteenth, and Ward Burton fifteenth. The Napa leaderboard shows Michael Walter sliding back to 16th right now. Todd Bodine is 17th. Joe Nemechek is 18th. Johnny Benson is 19th. And Sterling Marlin is 20th. 21st is John Andretti. Kevin Harvick's 22nd. 23rd is Matt Kenseth. 24th is Earnhardt Jr. 25th is Ron Hornaday. Ricky Rudd now back to 26th position. Rusty Wallace 27th. Stacy Compton 28th. Robbie Gordon 29th. And Jimmy Spencer is 30th. Jerry Nadeau rides 31st. Kevin LePage 32nd. Buckshot Jones 33rd. Casey Atwood 34th. Dave Blaney 35th. Hermie Sadler's 36th. Dave Marcus is 37th. And Rich Bickle posted 38th. Jason Leffler 39th. And the four cars that are in the garage, Brett Bodine, Tony Stewart, Bill Elliott, and Robert Presley. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Just past the halfway point in the Old Dominion 500 here at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia. MRN Radio bringing it to you live here on a Monday afternoon. I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall, Dave Moody covering the action for us in the turns today. Along the pit lane, Jim Phillips, Tony Rizzuti, and Kevin O'Neill. We've had 11 lead changes. It's been a very competitive race in the first half. Right now, rookie Kurt Busch leads the way over Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, Kenny Wallace and Mike Wallace, but it's a long ways to go. Still 244 laps in this one. Got some pretty good racing going on among three cars a little further back in the pack in the form of Todd Bodine. Joe Nemechek is in that pack, and so is Johnny Vincent. They're over in three. They're racing along with Hunt Strickland and Michael Waltrip, who are going side by side right now. Waltrip gets the advantage on the outside. Now here's Nemechek diving to the inside on Bodine as they shuffle the deck into turn one. And he tries to get a position there, won't be able to do it. A lot of traffic also in that pack is. Sterling Marlin been trying to work his way a little back up toward the front also and about to catch that group of cars. Here comes Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick is right on the bottom of the racetrack, digging hard, trying to join that fray. Huck Strickland on the bottom is giving up spots. Nemechek drives around him. Now here comes Johnny Benson on the outside. One more battle, a little bit closer to the front. Jeff Gordon, Dale Jarrett, and Ricky Craven as a tandem slashing their way through the pack. All three of them now move underneath Elliott Sadler. Craven slides down to the inside of the track, clears the machine of Elliott Sadler. Now gets a little bit of clean air as he tries to chase down Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Mike Wallace, the cars that lie just ahead. Now solidly back into the top ten as those three have fought their way from the rear after pit stops. 
Jeff Gordon closing in on Mike Wallace. It's down to a car length at four. And that's the way they remain as they hit the straightaway. Let's jump back again on Joe Nemechek and Todd Bodine. They made a little contact going down the back straightaway off turn number two, and Joe Nemechek gets underneath Todd and takes a spot away. All those cars that we talked about racing hard about to run down a pack of traffic. They'll catch Ward Burton and a group of cars as they head back over to turn three. And John Andretti trying to follow Nemechek's example, looking to muscle his way underneath Todd Bodine. There's a little bit of daylight there in turn three. Bumps him a bit, but can't find the room. There's a race for the fifth position now. It is Mike Wallace and Jeff Gordon going at it. Gordon makes the move to the inside, grabs the spot off turn two. So Jeff Gordon continues to freight, tearing his way out of the back of the pack. This time, Dale Jarrett not close enough to drive underneath Wallace. He may make a hole of his own this time. And Jeff has just made sure all day, Jeff Gordon, that he's in a good position on the racetrack. Noticed a moment ago, even when he was caught back toward the middle of the field, and we said he wanted to stay up near the front as he could because the odds of getting that car wrinkled up or damaged where he couldn't get a good finish. Uh, kind of was better if you could stay at the front of the field. Now, he got caught back there about 14th or 15th a few laps ago, Joe, but he rode between Bobby Labonte and Dale Jarrett. I guess he figured he was safer with these guys back there because they know what they're doing, not going to do any foolish moves, so he just rode in that pack a while. Sometimes you've got to use your head a little bit, particularly when you're racing for a championship. Let's check in downstairs. Well, he's one of those guys that, that pitted on lap 207. Those tires are now just beginning to come in. And he's uh, passing some guys that pitted like on lap 171. He's got about 30 more laps uh, on their tires than Jeff Gordon has. You talked earlier about that top groove not being as good as it was before. Standing down here in the turn, there's a lot of rubber beginning to build up there. Mike Wallace had a lot of success earlier this race running that top groove, but with the rubber build up, he's having to cut it, cut it sharp off the turn and not having the effect he had earlier in the race. We're looking at 265 laps complete here at the Martinsville Speedway with Kurt Busch, Mark Martin, Jeff Burton, Kenny Wallace, and Jeff Gordon, your top five. We're back under the green flag here at Martinsville Speedway. 217 to go. Now it's Ward Burton leading the way. There's trouble in turn two. Dave Blaney gets turned around on the front end of the Jeff Burton car, backs it up into the outside concrete. Everybody scatters to get by. Nobody else involved. Blaney trying to refire the dog. Unfortunately, the yellow flag is out because it looked like he might not get the car refired. NASCAR puts the caution out for the ninth time this afternoon, back out at lap 284. Let's go back over to Dave Moody. Dave Blaney with damage on the left front corner and the right rear of the Amico Ultimate Dodge. We'll wait to see if there is damage on the front end of the Jeff Burton car who uh, had some contact with him. The damage does not appear to be severe on Burton's Ford as he zigzags his way down the back straightaway trying to get a feel for that car. Very minor cosmetic damage on the Citgo SuperGuard Ford. Joe, you used to work the turns out there. You can just get touched by anybody, or you can get up out of the groove and get in some of that loose rubber that we talked about, and that car is gone. They're walking on eggshells already coming up off that corner. That car is just about to break loose. It's hanging on all it's got there, and yet don't take a whole lot even thinking about touching somebody, and it breaks the car loose. The uh, guy who got the good end of that was Casey Atwood. He was trying to race Ward Burton to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. He beat Ward back around to the line when the caution flag came out, so Casey Atwood gets back on the tail end of the lead lap, gives us 32 cars on the lead lap here with 215 laps to go. Ward Burton up front, Mark Martin second now, Dale Jarrett third, Jeff Gordon fourth, and fifth is Kurt Busch. Kenny Wallace rides in sixth, Ricky Craven seventh, Jeff Burton is eighth, ninth is Bobby Hamilton, and running in tenth is Bobby Labonte. The chase for the 2001 NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National Championship is well underway at nearly 100 local hometown racetracks in 36 states. Drivers in 10 regions around the country are competing for the coveted NASCAR Weekly Racing Series National title. With more than $1 million 
$1,000 in point fund awards on the line. To see some of the nation's most exciting weekly short track racing, contact NASCAR Public Relations in Daytona Beach or visit NASCAR.com or America Online, the keyword NASCAR. Brent Bodine, who has spent uh, several laps behind the pit wall having repairs made to his car earlier this afternoon, has decided to go back out and make a few laps if he can get it going again, and he is sitting down at the end of the entrance to pit road to go back onto the racetrack and ready to go back with him here very shortly. We are still under caution. We had one at lap 277. They put the green out at lap 283, and before they could get back to the flag stand, Dave Blaney hit the wall in turn number two at lap 284 and put us right back under the yellow flag again. Dave started off good today, had a great qualifying run for this race, but Tony Rizzuti since then, he's had all downhill luck. Yeah, and he's got two big problems here. The first being the left front of the valence is all smashed in. It doesn't look like there's any radiator damage, but maybe the more of concern is in the back of the car. The rear blade pushed all the way in and up. That'll affect the car in the corners. Now the hood's gone up. They're checking that radiator. But from where I look, it looks like there is no fluid at this time. Field gets the indication they'll go back green as soon as they come back around this time. And the green flag will be displayed to them at lap 288 in a race that uh, for a Martinsville race has been fairly calm normally by this time. Half the field you look out there and everybody's running with damage or a big black donut on the door where they've made contact or somebody put a wheel to somebody in the corners. But for the most part today, They've been fairly restrained, but we got a long ways to go. They've waved off the uh, restart this time, so it will be at least one more lap. And you know, it never fails, Barney. You come to a racetrack like this, and about the time we start talking about the fact that it's been a clean race and nothing has happened, that's when it all starts. And I believe it was on lap 53 when we said something about, wow, there's been no cautions. And the very next lap, we had the first one of nine that have occurred so far today here at the Martinsville Speedway. But this is the kind of place that you expect that kind of racing. It's sort of a throwback to the good old days of racing. The short tracks, it's in almost everybody's hometowns where you get out and, like Dave Moody put it, you root, you gouge, you lean on one another, and you beat, and you bang. That's expected at a place like Martinsville. It always has been, and I guess it always will be as long as we run here, and it's just good short track racing. Now, this time they give the field the indication. Well, I thought they did. No, they waved it off one more time. So we're going to make another lap around before we go back to green. Boy, what a difference a year makes. Kind of looking back at some of my notes last year coming into this race, Jeff Gordon, who leads the Winston Cup points coming in here this weekend in his quest for the championship, was ninth in points. Do you realize he was 712 points out of first place last year when we was here at Martinsville in September? That's hard to believe. Wow, certainly is. And, of course, this year things have gone completely the other way for Jeff Gordon. It took a while after Ray Evernham left that team for them to get things kind of put back together. Remember when he left, their next race without Ray was here. Brian Weitzel took over, and they won that race. And then went to Charlotte the next week and won that race. Then it kind of went downhill for a while. They lost some other team members. It took them about a year to regroup. And boy, did they ever regroup. This year they've come out of the box. They've won six races and right now lead the championship point standings. If this race ended right now, it would be 281, the gap between himself and second place Ricky Rudd. Uh, Jeff Gordon, they've definitely put it together. And there was questions about whether Ray Everham was the magic of that team. I think they've proved without uh, any question that Jeff Gordon is the magic of this operation. No doubt about it. Green flag goes back in the air and off and running as Ward Burton as the leader goes off into turn number one. A couple of lap cars tuck in behind him real quick and kind of put up a little block for him on the rest of the field. Mark Martin and the rest of the field trying to catch him there out of turn two. And back around fifth place, Barney, they got jacked up in a big way and Kurt Busch made a spectacular move. He drove underneath Kenny Wallace, underneath Jeff Gordon, but he's trapped on the inside now behind Dave Marcus. Right now, Ward Burton, the race leader, has his hands full. Buckshot Jones, who's been trying all day to get back on the lead lap, 
is trying to do it big time off turn two. Digs a hold of the inside lane, but Ward Burton will have none of it. He just drives away at the exit of turn number two. So Burton back to the low groove, then the last car of Buckshot Jones. Ward Burton, the leader, out of turn number four, back into the front straightaway. He's got the lap car, Buckshot Jones, between himself and Mark Martin, and right behind Mark Martin now as they go off into turn number one. A couple of cars trying to make some ground. Dale Jarrett, one of those, as he goes off turn two and heads for three. He's working the back bumper of the lap car of Rich Bickle. Bickle holding on to the bottom lane. DJ trying to find some room underneath, and Bickle slips a little bit, but not enough. From ninth on back, they're beating and banging its bumper cars here at Martinsville. Bobby Labonte leads the pack, getting by the lap car of Dave Marcus. Got Mike Wallace just behind him, and Ricky Rudd squeezing to the inside of that pack in turn two. Ricky Rudd changes lanes in close quarters as they race off turn number two. Rudd may get some advantage out of that, or he may get trapped behind the slower car of Dave Marcus. It looks like that'll be the case in yeah, four. He's got to be pinned in behind Marcus, nowhere to go. Dave gives way to the inside, and they stack them three deep as they go off into turn number one with Marcus to the inside, Ricky Rudd in the middle, and Jeff Burton on the outside. They get through that one as they barely did off turn two. Boy, Ricky Rudd threaded the needle at about 110 miles an hour going into turn number one. Shot between Marcus on the inside and uh, John Andretti on the outside. He came away not only with the spot, but with his race car still intact. Ricky Rudd is running in the 10th position right now with Bobby Hamilton just behind him in the 11th spot. You've got John Andretti next in line. Then comes Sterling Marlin still working around the slower traffic. Down to the inside, Sterling Marlin. Now Dave Marcus will give way, way down to the bottom of the race. Jack just trying to get out of the middle of that fracas. They'll all go to the high side as Kenny Schrader moves fast. Yeah, they've loosened Dave Marcus up a time or two just a moment ago. Sterling Marlin got boxed in behind him, and Sterling gave him the bumper there a couple of times, and Dave finally got down to the inside of the racetrack, and Sterling got around. But there's still some quick cars that would like to move around him as they go back over to turn three. Kevin Harvick is the next in line. He'll go to the outside on Marcus. Right behind him, Rusty Wallace, then Jimmy Spencer and Elliot Sadler. Leaders now working off turn two onto the back straightaway. It is Ward Burton showing the way. He's got about a five-car length cushion and a lapped car between himself, the second-place machine of Mark Martin. Dale Jarrett runs in third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. Fifth is Kurt Busch. Sixth now, Kenny Wallace. Ricky Craven is seventh. Eighth is Bobby Labonte. Ninth is Mike Wallace. And tenth is Jeff Burton, still with 201 laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. trying to make up some ground. He spun out a while ago and lost a lap of the race leaders. He's riding along there amongst some of the fast cars, but again, not on the lead lap. Further back, you've got Bobby Hamilton trying to make up some ground. He's working on lap traffic of his own there. The car of Hermie Sadler works to the inside of him. And you've got uh, John Andretti and Sterling Marlin following that pack. That's from 12th on back, now exiting turn two. And they'll go to the outside of the Hermie Sadler car, exiting the second corner to the back straightaway. John Andretti in the Dodge drives around the Chevrolet of Sadler. Now here comes Sterling Marlin. Sterling trying to move up a little bit and will be able to get around and gain one more position. But as they go down into turns one and two, we've got a change for second place. Dale Jarrett takes it away from Mark Martin. They go to three. Just drove underneath him into turn number one and two. Mark Martin elected not to press the point right now. DJ goes to second, Martin to third, then Jeff Gordon. Here comes the field now, racing back down the front straightaway. Still good racing going on back in the pack. You've got the machines of Johnny Benson and Ken Schrader just clearing Hermie Sadler. Joe Nemechek comes with them. Then you've got the car of Kevin Harvick following that lane to the outside off turn two. Harvick trying to bide his time, wait to see which lane is going to move. And for the moment, it's going to be the outside lane. And Hermie Sadler going backwards down low. He's at least one lap down and fading. 
A little bit ago, Dale Earnhardt Jr. spun out going off turn number two. Let's uh, update you on where he is now. They made a couple of adjustments on the car, didn't damage the car all that bad, but he is in 34th position right now. He is a lap down to the rest of the cars that are on the lead lap. Ward Burton is the leader, Dale Jarrett second, Mark Martin's third, Jeff Gordon is fourth, Kurt Busch is now dropped back to fifth, Kenny Wallace having a good day, Kenny's up to sixth, Ricky Craven still very solid, Ricky ran very strong in the first 100 laps, still does, he is seventh, Bobby Novotny is eighth, Mike Wallace is ninth, and Ricky Rudd is tenth, Jeff Burton runs eleventh, Bobby Hamilton's twelfth, John Andretti is thirteenth, Sterling Marlin is fourteenth, and Kenny Schrader make up the top fifteen. Ward Burton was in pretty good shape a moment ago, leading here in the Old Dominion 500. He had a couple of lap cars between himself and the rest of the field. The rest of the field at that time being Mark Martin and Dale Jarrett, the two cars that were trying to chase him down. That lap traffic has gone away. Dale Jarrett got around it, and now he's closing in on the leader over in turn three. No doubt Dale Jarrett has kicked it up a notch. He has cleared the lap traffic. He's within two car lengths, and he's closing as they exit four. Might have some opportunities here in just a couple of moments because Ward Burton, the race leader, is closing in once again on a heavy pack of traffic. That may be just what DJ's waiting for. DJ looking for some opportunities as Brett Bodine is the first that will go another lap down. Then the Kevin LePage machine, then Dave Blaney, Burton closing in off four. Off the corner, back into the straightaway. Again comes Ward Burton. He's got a car dialed in pretty good, at least at this segment of the race. What's he going to do now? Is he going to go around the outside? They're going to give him the inside groove. They're off turn two. He wants the inside lane, and Brett Bodine is going to give it to him. Ward Burton will drive underneath. He gets under Bodine, and he's still got about a car length and a half over Dale Jarrett. But it allows Dale Jarrett to close in even more as DJ goes to work on Brett Bodine, works to the inside of him. Clears himself of that car. Now there's a car length separating Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett. And the slower cars are two abreast in front of the leader. Down the back straightaway, Kevin LePage makes his way underneath Dave Marcus. That battle settles itself. Burton will follow to the inside of Marcus. Dale Jarrett gets a little bit closer, or he did just for a second as they came off the corner. Then he loses a car length or so as they go back to turn number one. Both cars, Ward Burton the leader, Dale Jarrett riding second, taking the inside groove as they head for three. Ward Burton has made all the right decisions so far. He goes to the inside of Dave Marcus, will bypass him. Now he's got about three car lengths before he catches the Kevin LePage machine. Also got a race shaping up for the third position. Mark Martin has that spot now. Jeff Gordon has not closed in a lot, but is there within striking distance. He's about a car length and a half off the rear deck of Mark Martin's Ford. You get the feeling that Jeff Gordon is just measuring the competition and saving his race car right now. He very methodically, a lap or two at a time, makes a run, then cools the tires and settles in for the next attempt. Cut himself a lot of slack all day long. A couple of times he, when he's had to race hard, he's done that. Other times when he can hold his position, not lose any ground, he's just been content to ride along in a safe place, so to speak, to make sure he doesn't get caught up in any accidents or wrecks here at Martinsville. 318 on the board. Ward Burton leads. Dale Jarrett second. Mark Martin's third. Jeff Gordon is fourth. And Kurt Busch is fifth. Trying to come back up through the pack now is Ricky Craven from sixth. Kenny Wallace having a great day. Kenny is seventh. Bobby Labonte is eighth. And Ricky Rudd been pedaling hard back there trying to get up in the top five. But Ricky is ninth. Bobby Hamilton rides tenth. And Mike Wallace is eleventh. John Andretti's twelfth. Jeff Burton's thirteenth. Fourteenth. 
Sterling Marlin in 15th is Kenny Schrader. DJ has called Ward Burton, trying to work on him as they close in on the lap car of Kevin LePage, both having to go down to the inside of LePage off turn two. Ward Burton digs down low, finds some room. He'll move under Kevin LePage, or at least pull alongside on the back straightaway. Now he'll complete the pass into three. TJ does it the easy way. He'll take the door wide open and drive through. He's about a half a car length back of Ward Burton, and this is a scramble for the lead. They've got a little running room down in turn number one if, if Jarrett decides to go around the outside or the inside. They hit the backstretch and head back to three. Open racetrack ahead for Ward Burton and Dale Jarrett. DJ right on the back bumper of the Caterpillar Dodge. But Ward Burton are hugging the yellow stripe on the bottom of the racetrack. Swinging wide off turn four, back at the start-finish line. Inches separating the first and second-place cars. Here goes Dale Jarrett. On Trouble the in turn number two. One car spinning. It's Rich Bickle does a 360. Nose first into the outside retaining wall as the leaders come steaming past. And he gets it fired and will get away, and this race will remain under green. Again, we We've had all kinds of spins over there off turn number two, and this time it's Rich Bickle again, but he keeps the car in a, gets it fired, keeps it in a straight line. We're looking to see how much damage he did to it. Little bent in sheet metal as he works his way around the racetrack again, but this race will remain under green, and Ward Burton will hang on to the lead as Dale Jarrett just kind of sits there, takes a look at him. Well, change that as they went off the corner and down the back stretch. The lead has changed. Dale Jarrett did make the move coming up off turn two. Now he starts trying to pull away from Ward Burton, but Dave Moody, he's got some traffic just ahead of him as well. Well, yeah, he was the chaser a moment ago, but now he's going to have to try and deal with the lap traffic himself with competition on the back bumper. He'll move up on the Huck Strickland machine, dead ahead of Strickland and Dave Blaney. Mark Martin picked up a little ground while all that was going on over there over turn number two as he works his way back down into turns one and two. He's going to look back in the mirror, and here comes Jeff Gordon. I thought Jeff was just going to put a run on him and drive on by, run into some traffic there. Now has to back it down a little bit as he trails Mark Martin over into turn three. Gordon right on his back bumper and getting back into the fray. Here comes Kurt Bush back into it. Bush running fifth, closing in on Gordon. Bush has cleared Kevin LePage. Now closes in on Jeff Gordon as Mark Martin just pulls over. Let's Gordon drive on by. He's done that so many times this year. Now Bush goes to the outside of Martin off two. Kurt Bush wants the same consideration, and it looks like Mark Martin's going to give it to him. Just pulls down, waves Bush by. The Mark Martin not happy with his car right now, or at least not willing to fight for position. Yeah, it's not really working that well for him. Either that or he decides, you know, these guys have got a better race car than I do. Why not let them go because we've still got a lot of racing left. We're talking about Dale Jarrett and his run and how well he's doing here this afternoon. I believe Tony Rizzuti has been down in his pit. Tony? Well, we haven't had a chance to talk to Todd Parrott yet, but one person that's heard him a lot in his radio is Dale Jarrett. What's Dale saying about the car now that you're in the lead? Uh, I hadn't said a whole lot other than the uh, you know, car's just a tick tight all day. Uh, guy's been making great pit stops. Uh, driving a great race and uh, we got a good race car. We were really good and uh, practicing happy hour and stuff. So feel really confident about our chances here. Just got to stay out of trouble, a lot of racing and uh, pit strategy is a big key today. You know, track position has been big. So uh, we got a good car. We still have over 150 laps to run. Can you tell now who might be your main competition today? Uh, looks like the 24 is awfully strong. The 28 is the car that's really strong. Um, had a little bit of trouble there a while ago. I'm not sure what happened, but um, He's coming back up through the pack, and he'll be tough at the end. That's Todd Parrott, crew chief for our leader, Dale Jarrett. Dale Jarrett in great shape right now. Trouble in two. Matt Kenseth is around. He does a smoking 360. He'll punch the button and continue on with no further damage. So a couple of cars spinning out in the last 15 laps over in turn number two. Both cars getting away this time. Matt Kenseth, and no caution, is on the speedway. We remain under green. Dale Jarrett's the leader.
Back at the Martinsville Speedway, Dale Jarrett very much in command. He took the lead about 10 laps ago and he pulled around Ward Burton and now he is some eight or nine car lengths ahead. Right behind Burton comes Jeff Gordon trying to chase him down. He's gotten a little closer to him the last three or four laps around. Let's pick that one up off turn two. And Kurt Busch has got to be having a ball this afternoon, Barney. He's playing me in my shadow with Jeff Gordon. Wherever Gordon goes, Bush follows. And right now they're headed for a battle with Ward Burton on the front straightaway. Ward Burton shows the way now by two car lengths over Jeff Gordon. Two more back to Kurt Busch. That is a cushion of a lapped car and about five car lengths back to Ricky Craven. Here's Bush taking a look at Gordon. Takes a peek down to the inside lane, but didn't quite have car enough to stick down low. Gordon right down on the yellow line, closing in on Burton, but he better keep an eye on the rear view mirror. Again, they come off the corner, back into the straightaway, and Kurt Busch made a little contact that time with Jeff Gordon. Jeff just pulls way down to the inside of the racetrack, and Kurt Busch drives around on the outside. They're off two. Gordon says, if you want it that much, son, go on and get it. Just pulls down to the bottom, waves him by. Kurt Busch moves to the number three spot. Now he'll head off in search of more turns. Further back, Ricky Craven wants to get up there and play with these front runners. He's in the fifth position, but has lap traffic to deal with. The car of Dave Blaney sits ahead. Here's Craven peeling down to the inside of turn one. He'll clear Dave Blaney by the time he gets to turn two. Drives it deep into one, just drives underneath Blaney, and now he'll try and catch up with Jeff Gordon. I'll tell you, Kurt Busch not only passed Gordon, he's begun to pull away now. He's got two car lengths on him and four. Yeah, he's pulled away a couple of car lengths on Jeff Gordon as they work their way back into turn number one. Looking at Ricky Rudd, he's beginning to move up a little bit also. Ricky does have a strong car, and for the moment, Ricky might have just been kind of playing possum and said, hey, I just want to stay up in the top seven or eight positions here, be in a position to do something. He's over in three. Driven past Kenny Wallace, left him in arrears. Now he's going to move around the last car of Matt Kinson. Works his way now off the corner, back down to the start-finish line. Dale Jarrett still showing the way with Ward Burton riding along the second spot. For the back of the pack, John Andretti just picked up a position as he worked his way around the lap car of Dave Marcus. Andretti had a good run going earlier this afternoon, but has uh, been kind of bounced around a little bit. He's got some sheet metal damage on the side of the Cheerios Dodge, but he's trying to rally back here and get a good run in the 11th position right now. Jeff Burton, who crashed his primary car in practice on Saturday, had to start at the rear of the field. He's been up near the front several times here today, not actually leading the event, but he too is beginning to pour on the steam and closing in here in the final 156 laps. Burton now running in the 12th position. Tell you who's really got his hands full, and I kind of feel for him out there right now, is Dale Earnhardt Jr. That car is threatening to spin out on him on both ends of the racetrack. Every time he comes off turn number two and every time he comes off turn number four, the rear end of that car really kicks out. And, and Jim Phillips, if you've got a race car that you will not turn here at Martinsville, you have got a handful. That's exactly right, Barney. I talked to his crew chief, Tony Urey Sr. right before he spun out. I said, what's wrong with him? And he said, it's loose and it's tight both. So when you got a problem like that here at Martinsville, you go down to the corner and you plow on the brakes and it goes up the racetrack and you stand on the throttle and you swing the car around and usually winds up at a 360. And that's what happened to Dale Arnhart Jr. And then the car has not been right since then. Some sheet metal damage to the rear, but he's just soldiering on like a lot of them out there that wish they had a new set of tires right now. Yeah, he may have some blisters on his hands before the day is through here at Martinsville because he has really been sawing on that steering wheel. He's over in front of Dave Moody. And a good battle now for the second spot as Dale Jarrett will move underneath Earnhardt Jr., put him another lap down. Ward Burton has been gathered up by Kurt Busch, and Busch wants the number two position. He is right on his back bumper at the exit of turn number two. Burton looking to the inside on Earnhardt Jr. He'll find the low line 
side, and that'll hold Bush off at least for the moment. A bit further back, here's Ricky Rudd making a move on Ricky Craven. Ricky Rudd down to the inside of Ricky Craven. They're battling there for the fifth position. That's side-by-side side coming down to the line. Other changes in the top ten. A couple of laps ago, saw Bobby Labonte make the move by Kenny Wallace. Bobby Labonte moves to seventh. Bobby Hamilton got by two. He took the eighth spot. Kenny Wallace fell to ninth, and Mark Martin now is in the tenth position. Ricky Rudd completed the pass of Ricky Craven. That will move him up a position. Now he's up to the fifth spot. Craven falls back into the sixth position. Further back, another race shaping up. It's going to be between Bobby Hamilton and Bobby Labonte. They race off into turn one. They've been kind of tag-teaming their way out of the back of the pack, but I think now they're ready to do a little fighting among themselves. Bobby Hamilton took a bit of a peek to the outside of Labonte in turn two. Couldn't make that one stick. He's running a little bit higher on the racetrack right that now. That would be for seventh place as they come off the corner. Hamilton had to chase the car a little bit that time as it took off toward the wall with him, gets it back under control and still hangs with Bobby Labonte just about a couple of car lengths back as they work off turn number two and head up to three. And right behind them, another pretty good battle. Kenny Wallace is feeling some heat from Mark Martin. They've traded bumper shocks a couple of times, so good racing all over the track right now. Good race also for the 13th position. Mike Wallace has that spot. Sterling Marlin putting some pressure on him coming up off the corners. For now, they stay nose to tail. Trouble on the back straightaway. One car spinning. It's Robbie Gordon does a three 60, and this time he will make some contact. Backs it into the inside retaining wall. Robbie Gordon refires the car, has it going the wrong way as the caution flag flies. Caution on the speedway, the 10th time this afternoon here at Martinsville in the Old Dominion 500. 352 laps on the board as the caution flag comes out for the 10th time. Robbie Gordon kind of sawing on the steering wheel now, trying to get the car pointed in the right direction and we'll bring it on the route around the racetrack. But uh, Dave Moody, as he moves up to you, I believe there's going to be some sheet metal damage this time. Yeah, right side is pretty well pancake Barney. He's knocked both right side wheels out of alignment, so he'll head immediately to pit road. They've been four or five, done that 360 off turn two without hitting anything, but Robbie Gordon not, not nearly so fortunate. Robbie was having a pretty decent day. He was running in the 26th position when that crash occurred. Here's a guy without a whole lot of short track experience having a good day up until now. Leaders hit the pit lane here at lap 354. Dale Jarrett, Ward Burton, Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven, Bobby Hamilton, Mark Martin, all coming in to make stops. First to Tony Rizzuti. Ricky Rudd, the first person to stop. They've completed right side tire change. Also in Dale Jarrett, a four-tire stop for him. Rusty Wallace is in. They'll make a right side tire change. Also, Ken Schrader, four tires. Four tires also for Mark Martin. Now down to Jim Phillips. Ricky Craven's in. Four tires for him. Also, Bobby Hamilton's in the pits. Jerry Nadeau. Ward Burton's in. Johnny Benson is in. Jeff Gordon is in. So is Todd Bodine. All four tires and 76 fuel down here. Now to Kevin O'Neill. All right, our uh, 40. Uh, uh, Sterling Marlin in to get four tires. He's down and away. Kurt Busch, very happy with his race car. He told Ben Leslie, don't touch a thing. Just give me four new Goodyears and let me get back at it. Elliot Sadler, Stacy Compton, all getting four tires in gasoline, and they're back out. And it looks like Bobby Labonte, uh, correct me, Bobby Hamilton's going to beat everybody off pit road this time. So he should be the leader. We'll check in a minute and make sure that none of the cars on the lead lap didn't stay out there. Today's broadcast of the Old Dominion 500 is brought to you on MRN Radio by the United Association of Union Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and Sprinkler Fitters, building a better tomorrow. By the Wide Track Grand Prix, wider is better. And by the Home Depot, the official home improvement warehouse of NASCAR, and by Circuit City, 
We know how you feel. That's why we're here. Fielders line up about a half lap going back under the green flag. Let's get an update on Robbie Gordon. He's back in the garage. Robbie's in the garage area here, and they've got the right side of this low Chevrolet up in the air working on it. Some damage to the left rear. They've got problems on the right front, and they're working on the automobile. Robbie's sitting in the car right now, hoping they're going to get him back out on the speedway in just a few minutes. Field about to get the green and go back to full song racing as they scramble off to turn number one. Ricky Rudd almost got made into a sandwich going down there, trying to stay with the front three. In fact, he makes contact over there with Kurt Busch off turn number two. Keeps it in a straight line. Did a heck of a job of not putting that car in the wall. They're in three. And they have pushed the right front fender in on the tire for Ricky Rudd. And now Kurt Busch is in trouble. Left rear tire flat on the Sharpie Rubbermaid Ford. And Busch is going backward. Everybody storming by Kurt Busch, Ward Burton, Bobby Labonte, Jeff Gordon, Jeff Burton, all down to the inside of the track as Kurt Busch tries to hang on. Meanwhile, up front, it is Bobby Hamilton showing the way. Bobby Hamilton, with 139 laps to go, is the leader here at Martinsville. Second place is Ricky Rudd, still soldiering on. As uh, Dave Moody told you, that right front fender has been in on the tire somewhat. Does not appear to be smoking as of yet. Third now, you've got the car of Dale Jarrett. Ricky Rudd is fourth. Ricky Craven, that is, is in the fourth spot. And fifth is Ward Burton. They had to turn three. And Kurt Busch just laboring around the racetrack. Could not get to pit road. Nearly lost it. Bounced it off the wall between turns three and four. The left front, uh, left rear tire is gone. This time around, he'll be able to fight his way to pit road. And the leader, Bobby Hamilton, makes his way to the back straightaway. He's got plenty of daylight now running all by himself. The second place automobile of Ricky Rudd, nearly half a Behind. Yeah, Ricky's got some problems on that car. He was very fortunate that the car didn't sustain a lot of damage because it was pretty hard contact over there in the middle of turns one and two just a moment ago, and that right front sheet metal is caved in pretty good there, but Ricky's, for the moment, just trying to hold on to second place. They go back to turn two. And Ricky's not going to be happy with Kurt Busch because they got stacked up with the drop of the green. Bush went to the outside, made it three wide, and then tried to get back down into that second lane with Ricky Rudd already there. Ricky, for the moment, has dodged disaster. Car seems to be okay. He's got a rearview mirror full of Dale Jarrett as they work the back straight away. And as they do, here comes Kurt Bush back onto the racetrack. Bush drops down to the inside of the track. Now he's going to hit the pit lane as they work over into turn number three. Great uh, race few moments ago by Mike Wallace and Jeff Burton. They were going side by side, closed in on a slower car, one of the lapped cars out of the racetrack. One went to the inside. That was Wallace. Burton went to the outside. Burton got snookered, lost two more spots. Wallace was able to advance, is now closing in on Jeff Gordon. Let's go to pit road. All right, Kurt Busch has brought the Sharpie Ford in for service. The back left wheel, they pulled it back off. Uh, Joe and they're looking up under the car. Apparently, there's some suspension damage when that left rear tire went down. But they've got three, four crew member guys down up under the race car trying to see what's wrong. A lot of smoke coming out there, checking on the brakes and trying to get that tire back on. Uh, rubber, basically, from the tire that exploded has wrapped around the brakes. That's what the problem is, and they can't seem to get it off. Really surprised that either Ricky Rudd or Kurt Busch was able to continue after that collision over there, but uh, Kurt Busch is on pit road. Ricky Rudd is still on the racetrack. 100, well, let's see, 132 laps remain in the event here, the Old Dominion 500. And for Bobby Hamilton, Bobby has almost a half a straightaway on the rest of the field. The rest of the field being Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett and Ricky Craven and Ward Burton. That's your top five, the leaders in the backstretch. Biggest lead we've seen for anybody this afternoon, Barney. Really, no uh, ongoing battles for position in the top five. The closest thing to it, Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett, the two teammates running second and third, separated by two car lengths. Barney, you know, earlier we were talking about when you're the leader, the championship points race, 
it's easy to be intimidated because people know you've got to finish in the race. You've got to be consistent in order to win the championship. Looks like everybody's been picking on Jeff Gordon last couple of laps. Mike Wallace nearly knocked him sideways as he got by and picked off uh, the seventh position a few laps ago. Jeff Burton has hit him about twice trying to get by him as well. So no respect going to the championship point leader now. Yeah, and he's, as I said, he needs to finish here because the next two races will be critical. Martinsville here today, if you come out of here with a top 10 finish, he's going to be in good shape. And if he can leave Talladega next week, certainly in the top 10, he's going to be in pretty good shape. But if you're right, nobody has cut him any slack here this afternoon as Jeff Burton again nudges him a little bit when they come through three and four, trying to get a position on him. Bobby Hamilton leads. Ricky Rudd is second. Dale Jarrett's third. Ricky Craven's fourth. Ricky's done a great job here today. Ward Burton is fifth. Bobby Labonte rides sixth. Mike Wallace hangs in there. He is seventh. Jeff Gordon is eighth. Jeff Burton is ninth. And Mark Martin make up the top ten. Let's go to the eighth place battle once again. Jeff Gordon trying to hold off Jeff Burton. Burton has thrown everything at him in the kitchen sink so far, has not been able to get by, but he's working on him again, going back to turn one. He's been playing Jeff Gordon's back bumper like a bass drum at the entrance to just about every corner. He'll sneak a peek to the bottom of the racetrack once again on the back straightaway, and this time he's got the hole shot. Burton punches a hole to the inside. He'll move under Gordon. Jeff Burton grabbing a spot away from Jeff Gordon as he races him here in the front straightaway and goes back into turn number one. And it's been a good day for Jeff Burton. He'd like to have a good finish here this afternoon as he has just gotten around Jeff Gordon for the moment. Now Gordon looks back in the mirror and Mark Martin and Sterling Marlin will be the next cars to chase him down as we see Kurt Busch's car rolling down pit road and will go back onto the speedway. In the garage area, Robbie Gordon out for the day, Brett Bodine through for the day, Tony Stewart out for the day, Bill Elliott out for the day, and Robert Presley. Almost lost Kevin Harvick there, going off into turn number one, being out for the day as you were listening, uh, listening to folks who have had some problems. He and Elliot Sather were having a little bit of a uh, fracas going off into turn number one. Uh, Harvick kind of came down on Sadler when they went into the corner. Sadler just knocked him sideways. It was a great save by Kevin Harvick to hang on to the car, and he's got some damage on the left side of that uh, GM Goodwrench machine. So it's a good save by him. He's now shown in the 26th position. It uh, is turning out to be a pretty good day so far for Ricky Rudd. He's now running in the second spot with Jeff Gordon running in ninth. See the points at this time, 210, and the lead coming into this race of the championship battle was 237. So if it stays like this or gets any better, Ricky Rudd stands to gain somewhat on his chase of Jeff Gordon. Sitting down there uh, yesterday during the rain, we were doing a little paperwork on uh, the points championship, and Ricky Rudd would have to gain about 39 points per race just to catch Jeff Gordon. He'd have to average that uh, to get back up there and catch him as the season winds down. So he's certainly got his work cut out for him here this afternoon and in the races that remain. Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven, Ward Burton, your top five. Dale Earnhardt Jr. spending a moment ago up in turn number four. Put us under caution for the 11th time this afternoon and a very few cars on pit road. Let's go down to Tony Rizzuti. Well, John Andretti came in. He took on four sticker tires. Kevin Harvick also in. He took on right side tires as well as Matt Kenseth, right side tires. Robbie right Gordon went to the garage just a moment ago. Let's get a quick word from him. Robbie's sitting here in the low Chevrolet. What happened out there, buddy? Ah, trying to get past Benson. Uh, we were running around on lead lap, you know. Guys did really good in the pit stop. Uh, had us a good, had us up there a ways, and um, you know I got underneath Benson, got a little bit loose, and uh, you know he just didn't give me enough room. Um, I'm not blaming it on him. Just we were trying to get by him and uh, got sideways. Robbie Gordon sits in the low Chevrolet, hoping to get back out. 
Buckshot Jones got a good bit of damage uh, when uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. crashed over in turn three when he spun out there. Also, Bobby Labonte got a good bit of damage. The right rear of his car is completely pushed in on that car, and he's now running in the sixth position. So this could cause some problems for the defending NASCAR Winston Cup champion. We've had 16 lead changes among 12 drivers so far today. 11 caution flags have waved so far. We have 115 laps still to go. Bobby Hamilton is the race leader under caution. Ricky Rudd is second, Dale Jarrett third, Ricky Craven fourth, and Ward Burton is fifth. Sixth is Bobby Labonte, seventh is Mike Wallace, eighth is Jeff Burden, ninth is Jeff Gordon, and tenth is Mark Martin. Sterling Marlin runs 11th, 12th is Joe Nemechek, 13th is Kenny Schrader, 14th is Rusty Wallace, 15th is Kenny Wallace. Running in 16th now, Jerry Nadeau. Jimmy Spencer is 17th, 18th is Ron Hornaday, 19th Todd Bodine, and 20th is Michael Waltrip. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a Winston Cup or Bush Series race, stop by the familiar MBNA green booth and mention MRN for a second free gift just for applying. Field getting the indication they're about to go green in one more circuit around the Martinsville Speedway. Before they come back and take the green, we'd like to say hello to a couple of folks uh, in NASCAR who are on the bend. Ben Smith, a NASCAR official recuperating from a heart attack about a week ago, and David Pearson, the former driver of the Wood Brothers car and one of the best in this business over the years. David's on the mend from quadruple bypass surgery this past week. Both are doing well, and we'd like to pass along the best wishes of everybody here in NASCAR from the Martinsville Speedway. 386 on the board, a green about to come back out at lap 387. Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven, and Ward Burton. That's the top five. Little stack up on the go when they came out of the corner, down to the inside lane, the lap cars tap each other. Bobby Hamilton gets gone. He gets a lap car between himself and Ricky Rudd as they go off turn two. That little dusk up between the lap cars was just what Bobby Hamilton had in mind. It allows him to break away by five, maybe six car lengths. He's also got the lap car of Hunt Strickland between himself and Ricky Rudd. Here's Ricky Craven going to the outside, trying to catch up now with Dale Jarrett. That would be the race for the third position. Forced to fall back in line as they race into turn number one. Bobby Hamilton's lead over Ricky Rudd is four car lengths. Off the corner they come. Rudd looking down to the inside of the Hunt Strickland machine. He'll pull alongside, overtake him on breaking into turn number three. So now clear racetrack as he sets out in pursuit of the leader. Haven't talked a lot about Ricky today as far as being up in the front of the field and a, and a contention to win, although he's been a lot around the top ten most of the afternoon. Now he's got quite a bit of sheet metal damage to the right front of that car. As this time they go off turn number two, seems to be affecting the handling of it just a little bit. They're over in three. Well, it could have been a whole lot worse, Barney, because at first, after tangling with Kurt Busch, that right front fender was rubbing the tire, but it worked itself free. It's not rubbing anymore. And uh, if Ricky Rudd's car is struggling right now, he's overcoming it pretty well because he is closing in on Bobby Hamilton. Tightening up even more as they race back down the back straight away. This race for the lead, shaping up here at lap 391. Bobby Hamilton drifts a little bit wide off turn number four, allows Ricky Rudd to close in even more. Dale Jarrett, who runs third, is about three car lengths behind this battle for the lead. Here they come, single file for the moment. Off turn number two, Bobby Hamilton, three car lengths up on Ricky Rudd. Two more back to Dale Jarrett, then five or six back to Ricky Craven. And i got to give a, a call to my fellow New Englander. There aren't many cars out here without a mark on them, but I think Ricky Craven's got one of them. Well, the day is young. Jeff Gordon gets tapped a little bit coming off turn number four up there. Kept the car in a straight line, but almost boxed up everybody for the moment. 
in that melee or getting hit up there and getting kicked sideways. Sterling Marlin was able to get underneath him as that whole pack of traffic goes back up to turn three. And Gordon's got plenty of traffic on the back bumper. Joe Nemechek is there, Kenny Schrader is there, Kenny Wallace is there, and they're all looking to keep taking advantage of the point leader. Absolutely no one is cutting Jeff Gordon any slack at all. He's riding along in the 11th position right now, struggling to get by Sterling Marlin, and now he bumps Marlin off turn two. Triggers turn about his fair play, but it doesn't get in the spot. Marlin, in fact, pulls away by a couple of Carling, and now, now Joe Nemechek goes on the attack. Let's take you back through the top 20 real quick. It's Bobby Hamilton leading, Ricky Rudd is second, Dale Jarrett's third, Ricky Craven's fourth, Ward Burton is fifth, Bobby Labonte's sixth, seventh is Jeff Burton, Mark Martin's eighth, Mike Wallace is ninth, and Sterling Marlin is tenth. Ricky Rudd is off the pace, Barney Smoke from the Texaco Hamilton Ford. He ran slowly on the back straightaway, and now he's being overhauled by Dale Jarrett. Man, that's the last thing in the world Ricky Rudd needs is a motor problem or anything else that's going to send him to the garage. That looks like it's coming out of the header pipes. I wouldn't swear to it, but again, we see a lot of smoke out of Ricky Rudd's car. Pick him up again in turn three. Looks like a motor problem, Barney. It is puffing smoke out of the left-hand header bank, and that may not last much longer for Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd falls to third, to fourth, now to fifth as Ward Burton drives by him, continues to slow, and smoke continues to pour from the back of the Texaco Havilah machine. Tough break for Ricky Rudd who kind of minded his own business and stayed in the back of the pack for most of the day, made his move to the front, was closing in on Bobby Hamilton, but suddenly smoke begins to pour heavy and heavier now for the Texaco Havilah machine. He comes down to the line, sees the black flag being displayed, and he'll try to limp back around and make it to the pit lane. There was enough Tough smoke break. out of that car that time. There's not much question that the engine is gone. It's uh, cooked down here at Martinsville. And a lot of times at this racetrack, you wouldn't think that a short track would be hard on motors. It is harder on an engine at a track like Martinsville than any place we go. And Ricky Rudd makes the turn into the garage area out of the back straightaway. So uh, it's going to be a short day and a long day in, in, in the, at the same time for Ricky Rudd, who is in the chase for the Winston Cup Championship. So Bobby Hamilton continues to lead. Dale Jarrett is second. Ricky Craven third. Ward Burton fourth. And fifth is Bobby Labonte. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. MRN Radio live at the Martinsville Speedway in Virginia, bringing you the Old Dominion 500, the 30th race of the 2001 season. Along with Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore, Dave Moody, Jim Phillips, Tony Rizzuti, and Kevin O'Neill bringing you coverage here of this event today, which was originally scheduled for yesterday, rained out, and moved to today. We've had 16 lead changes among 12 drivers so far. Currently, Bobby Hamilton is out in front by a second over Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven, Ward Burton, and Bobby Labonte with 99 laps to go. We're back at the Martinsville Speedway. Bobby Hamilton having a great day here at Martinsville on a Monday afternoon in the Old Dominion 500. Dale Jarrett rides second. Ricky Craven still a very strong race car. Ricky's third. Ward Burton's having a super day. He's fourth. And Bobby Labonte, despite the fact that he has quite a bit of sheet metal damage to that car, rides in fifth place. Ricky Rudd is in the NASCAR Winston Cup garage, falling out after getting first a little bump and bang on the racetrack and then uh, apparently an engine problem as we saw a lot of smoke pouring out of the back of the Texaco Havilland Ford. We're just talking about the fact that it would be so easy for him to gain ground on championship point leader Jeff Gordon if things went right. As a matter of fact, he had picked up some ground because Gordon had fallen back in the back in a good ways and was getting beaten bang there a little while and, and Ricky was starting to close in and starting to battle for the lead with Bobby Hamilton. But then it all went away. He's in the garage. Kevin O'Neill is with him. Uh, Ricky, what happened to the race car? Well, not really sure. Something, something let go on the motor. We, uh, we had a good race car. I think it was really, this Texaco Alvin Ford was really good. Uh, earlier in the race, 
we got up to about fourth or fifth, scheduled, regular schedule, pit stop left with the leave, and uh, it hung in third gear, couldn't get it out of third gear. Had to come back in and worked on it, fought away all the way from the back, and uh, got back up to the front and ready to go there and kind of challenged for the win, and uh, all of a sudden, motor let go. Doesn't seem like you guys can get a break in this points race. Gordon was kind of slipping, and you were headed to the front, and then this. Yeah, you know, it's not a whole lot we can do about it. You know, these guys give us great motors every week, and uh, shame it had to let go on us. All right, Ricky Rudd out of today's race. Due to an engine failure, he's in the garage. Yeah, Ricky, the latest to go to the garage, Tony Stewart, Bill Elliott, and Robert Presley, the other cars that are out of the event for the moment. Well, for the leader, Bobby Hamilton, he's going to have his hands full right now. He's caught the tail end of the field after that round of pit stops, and he's going to have to get around about a, maybe 8, 10, or 12 cars. He tackles the first one as he goes over to turn two. Dave Blaney, the first man in line, and Hamilton will drive underneath him. Not only has he got lap traffic to deal with, but his lead is down to about three car lengths over Dale Jarrett, and Jarrett has some company from Ricky Craven. Ricky Craven right up on the rear deck of Dale Jarrett coming through traffic. They spread it out a little bit once they hit the straightaway, but they're closing in on a heavy pack of about eight cars, and some of which are racing side by side just to head off turn two. Bobby Labonte is in the middle of that mix, so uh, check that. That's the Hermes Sadler machine. He's being overhauled by Kurt Busch. Dale Earnhardt Jr. will go to the inside of him. Bobby Hamilton just has to wait and see which line's going to move. Yeah, Bobby Hamilton has to make the right choice right now because Dale Jarrett is close enough if he boxes himself in behind a slower car and takes the high line or the low line and they turn out to be the wrong choice, he could lose the lead. They go back to turn three. Hamilton's going to take the low lane. He's going to go with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Earnhardt drives underneath the Robbie Gordon machine. Jarrett now is right there on his back bumper. Jarrett works uh, his way down to the inside of the track, getting by Robbie Gordon. Further back, Ricky Craven now closes in on Robbie Gordon. Gordon pulls over, gives him plenty of racing room, so Craven is able to join the front two on the back stretch. Well, the front three cars now in touch and racing through the lap traffic. Hamilton looking high on Earnhardt Jr., nothing there. He'll try the low lane. Bobby Hamilton decides to drive underneath Dale Earnhardt Jr., makes it work as he gets underneath him and goes back into turn number one. Dale Jarrett says, while the door is open, I better take advantage of this, too. They go off turn two. And now here comes Ricky Craven hustling for the bottom, trying to get there before the hole closes, but he's not going to be able to do it. Earnhardt back to the low line, but now he pulls up and he lets Craven go. Craven works his way to the low side of Dale Earnhardt Jr., clears that car. Further back, other cars that are still in the lead lap running in the top five or ten. you got Ward Burton riding along in the fourth position. Bobby Labonte in fifth, again with a lot of damage on the right rear of his car. Jeff Burton and Mark Martin are just behind Labonte off the turn two. Burton and Martin are running a single-file race right now. Sterling Marlin, though, is getting busy. He's working the back bumper for on the uh, Mike Wallace machine about three car lengths further back. Sterling looked like he wanted to put a run on Mike Wallace and maybe take that spot away as they came off turn number two. He couldn't quite get a fender underneath him. Let's pick that one up again. In fact, there's a good four-car scramble right there off turn two. Sterling's had kind of a quiet afternoon, but he's getting with the program here as the laps wind down. Mark Martin wants a piece of Jeff Burton, and he's going to try it on the outside in four. Mark tried the low side off turn two, off turn four. He will go up high and see if it'll work there. Appears to be working very well for him. He flashes by Jeff Burton, his teammate, grabs the spot momentarily. Burton tries to come back on the low side. Not going to happen down low for Jeff Burton as Mark Martin drives around him. That'll put Burton back a spot right behind them. Sterling Marlin continues to work away on the back bumper of Mike Wallace. Sterling's had a pretty good race car here this afternoon. He just has not had good track position all day long as the laps wind down. Just 79 remain to the Old Dominion 500. Bobby Hamilton continues to lead in heavy traffic over in turn three. Hamilton has ducked underneath the Hermes Sadler machine. He's got Dale Jarrett and Ricky 
Freeman right with him as they hit the start-finish line. Hamilton now will close in on Rich Bickle, who's not had a good afternoon in the Morgan McClure Kodak Chevrolet. Bickle looked like he might give way for a moment, but now he's back in the throttle, and Hamilton will shadow him into turn number three. Bobby Hamilton looking for a way by the Kodak car. You better believe Dale Jarrett is sitting behind him, just waiting to see which way he will go and what kind of opportunities may be opened up for him. Let's go to pit road. Let's talk about Bobby Hamilton one second. Joe, the difference in this finish could be this. Lap 354, he only took two tires. Dale Jarrett and Ricky Craven, the other guys took four tires. Got a spin off turn number four. Michael Waltrip looped the car around, didn't appear to make any contact with anybody else. He gets it fired, goes on around, and caution does not come out this time. So we've had a rash of spins where guys were able to get the car fired very quickly and continue away. But Michael Waltrip, not been a good day for him at all here at Martinsville. Yeah, he's been beaten, banged a good bit, maintained a spot in the top 20 for most of the day, but uh, things starting to go kind of poorly for him at this stage of the race. Jim Phillips was talking about the tire difference with uh, Bobby Hamilton and with Dale Jarrett. What about for everybody else, for fuel, for tires, Jim? Can everybody go the rest of the way at this point? Everybody's good on fuel, Joe. Uh, this, the difference in these tires uh, could make the difference, though, down at the end of the race when you're working lap traffic. Dale Jarrett had caught Bobby Hamilton until uh, everybody thought the caution was going to come out. Then Hamilton jumped back out in front of him a little bit. And also, we're, as we pointed out earlier, we're seeing that build up of that rubber on the outside lane, which is taking away about a half of a groove a passing lane here at the Martinsville Speedway. Track getting kind of slippery out there. The groove getting more narrow as we wind down into the final laps. Just 74 remain in the Old Dominion 500. Jeff Gordon picked up another spot just a moment ago. He got around Mike Wallace and has moved up into ninth position. Bobby Hamilton breathing a little sigh of relief. He's got uh, some breathing room for the moment as the laps wind down. Just 66 to go here at Martinsville. He has an advantage of about six-tenths of a second, which doesn't translate to much real estate, Dave Moody, as they swing over to turn three, maybe 50 feet. Yeah, and it's shrinking rapidly, Barney, because he's on the outside of Jimmy Spencer. Try to put Spencer a lap down, and Jimmy, as you might expect, is not going quietly. He's giving Hamilton a whale of a run, and Dale Jarrett is closed within five car lengths now. That, that is allowing Dale Jarrett to close in even more right up on the back deck of the Jimmy Spencer car. Spencer keeps Hamilton boxed out on the outside lane. And DJ now looks high, but he may dive to the inside. Here comes the challenge for the lead as the lap car may decide the lead on the front straight. Dale Jarrett had thoughts of maybe making it three wide coming out of the corner and with Spencer at the bottom of the racetrack says, nope, I better just stay a foot off the bumper of the leader right now. And that's exactly what he does as they head for turn three. Bobby Hamilton working hard in that outside lane finally will overhaul Jimmy Spencer. Now let's see if Dale Jarrett can get the job done. Spencer drifts a little high, bounces off DJ and four. Hamilton finally gets away from Jimmy Spencer. Now it's DJ having to deal with Spencer going off into turn number one, rubs some sheet metal, gets right up against him. And here comes Ricky Craven. Uh, DJ, who tried to take advantage of uh, Bobby Hamilton and his trip around Spencer, now has the tables turned. It's Craven on the attack. DJ drops it in behind Spencer, said enough of that high lane. And I guarantee you, Jimmy Spencer just lost a couple of drafting partners, potential drafting partners at Talladega next week when he might need a little help out there. Scramble now still going on. Dale Jarrett trying to get around Jimmy Spencer this time on the outside, and that's just to stay up with the leader, Bobby Hamilton. And what Spencer giveth, Spencer taketh away. Bobby Hamilton lost the lead because of Jimmy Spencer. Now he's getting it back. He's back on top now by 10 car lengths as DJ goes to the outside. DJ having a hard time getting by the car of Jimmy Spencer as Terry Labonte is even having a harder time. He was running in the top 20. Now he pulls down onto pit lane 
here with 61 laps to go. DJ clears the lapped car of Jimmy Spencer. Now Ricky Craven goes to the outside of Spencer's machine. Spencer not on the lead lap. We haven't talked a whole lot about him today. It hasn't been a real good day for Jimmy here at the Martinsville Speedway. He's shown uh, now back in about the 30th position or so. 24th. 24th at this uh, stage of the race. But for Bobby Hamilton, got a little bit of breathing room there. Dale Jarrett was closing in because of the lap traffic they were catching. Right now, he stretched out his lead to about three or four car lengths. Gets a little breathing room, but uh, here comes DJ, and here comes Ricky Craven, now finally getting by Jimmy Spencer in turn one. Ricky Craven said, I'm not going to go to the outside on Spencer. I've seen how that goes. He drives underneath him at the exit of turn four, pulls alongside, blows him away into three now. So Craven, the third-place automobile, will try and chase down Dale Jarrett again. So with 58 laps remaining here at Martinsville, it appears that everybody, if they need to, can stretch the fuel, go the distance. No problem there. It's just a matter of who is the best on the long runs and at the moment. Three cars getting away from everybody else, Bobby Hamilton, Dale Jarrett, and Ricky Craven. Ward Burton is fourth. He's pedaling hard back there. He's got a lot of lap traffic to get around. He's got to get around Jason Leffler, Robbie Gordon, and Michael Waltrip, and Casey Atwood's car just to get up there and even get close to third place, Ricky Craven. The lead pack goes over to turn number two and heads down to three. Bobby Hamilton now closing in to put a lap on the Elliott Sadler machine. Sadler, who led this race a while ago, now in danger of going a lap down. He hugs the bottom. Hamilton will have to tail him. A couple of names we usually talk a lot about here at Martinsville. We haven't spoke much of here in the last few laps. Like Jeff Gordon has won here three times. He's soldiering along back in the seventh position. Mark Martin, who led earlier today, a two-time winner at Martinsville. He's in the eighth spot. Talked about Jeff Burton and Mike Wallace. They have led for a while today. Burton is now ninth. Mike Wallace is tenth. And uh, Jeff Gordon, I guess it's the biggest surprise, is kind of hanging back there in the seventh position. Oh, we got trouble over in turn number two. Big cloud of smoke over there. Can't really see the cars as they slammed into the wall as they back their way out over there. Joe Nemechek appears to be in it. Well, the smoke will clear over there. Jerry Nadeau had a piece of that also. And also, Kenny Wallace gets a chunk of it. They're all able to continue, but caution is on the speedway here and for what, the 12th time? It will be the 12th caution here the afternoon at lap 445 with, uh, again, three cars involved. And a couple of those were running quite well. Nadeau had unlapped himself. Kenny Wallace had been in the top 10 most of the day, and Joe Nemechek had a pretty good day. All three able to continue, but they do bring out the caution here for the, again, 12th time here this afternoon. Question now, Barney, is uh, what will these guys do with an opportunity to come down the pit lane? We have 54 laps to go. We've established the fact they could stay out. It appears they are going to take the opportunity to come down the pit lane and make what could be the final stops of this day. Here's Bobby Hamilton coming down, Dale Jarrett, Ricky Craven behind him, Ward Burton, Jerry Nadeau, Bobby Labonte, practically all the leaders making their way down into their pit stalls for a very decisive stop that could determine the winner of this race. Let's go down and pick up the first of the stops as Dale Jarrett comes in to pit lane. Brought to you by McDonald's Drive-Thru. Dale Jarrett is in. They'll go around to the right side, put in one can of 76 racing fuel. They'll swing around to the left side now. Jack goes under one pump of the jack. The car is in the air. The tires are going on. And Dale Jarrett is down and away 15.62 seconds. Jim Phillips. Bobby Hamilton with only two tires. Barney left side tires. Ricky Craven in right behind him. They beat Dale Jarrett out of the pits. Jeff Gordon has been in. Johnny Benson. So has uh, the car Jerry Nadeau in the pit stall getting service down here. 
Now down to Kevin O'Neill. Sterling Marlin comes in for a splash of gas and go. Same thing for Stacy Compton. He gets a splash of gas and go. And guys, the Kellogg Chevrolet with Terry Labonte is in the garage area. A right front brake rotor has caught on fire. So he's uh, behind the wall right now. Not but a good day for Terry Labonte. Bobby Hamilton beats everybody off pit road. Coming out right behind him is going to be the machine of, I believe, Ricky Craven will get out in second. And third will be Ward Burton. A lot of strategy being played out in the final laps here at Martinsville. Three drivers elect to stay on the racetrack, and quite a few drivers go to pit road. We'll follow it all up in a moment from the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. Getting ready to go back to green. Johnny Benson is the leader. Kevin Harvick and Matt Kenseth ride second and third. They did not pit. They stayed on the racetrack. Bobby Hamilton will restart fourth. He did pit, and so did everybody behind him. Kevin Harvick goes for the lead in turn number one. They are side by side off turn two. Looked like a sprint car slide job as he dove to the inside of Johnny Benson, ran him up the banking, and they're side by side for the lead into turn number three. Harvick down low, Benson up high, dead even. Here they come back up off the corner. Harvick slips a little bit on the inside lane. Beat Johnny Benson to the line, takes over the top spot, but here comes Matt Kenseth. He's trying to make his move down to the inside of turn one. Jimmy Spencer, the lap car in the mix on the outside, trying to pass them all in the high lane. It's Benson running second. Spencer drives around him. Matt Kenseth said that looks like a good idea. He goes to the high lane for second. Takes around the outside, and Jimmy Spencer determined to get himself back on the tail end of the lead lap, and if they get another caution, maybe have a shot to win this thing, but Kevin Harvick is the leader. He's got Jimmy Spencer between him and second and third place. They're in the Backstretch. The battle is for second. It's Johnny Benson on the inside in the Pontiac. Matt Kenseth on the outside of the Chevrolet. Then Bobby Hamilton and Ricky Craven. Benson sideways. Harvick, or uh, rather Kenseth, dives underneath him. Yeah, Benson tried to get by Matt Kenseth, slid sideways because he drove it so deep into turn number one. Now up front, Jimmy Spencer trying to get his lap back from Kevin Harvick. Harvick wants to hold him off, but he's not going to jeopardize the lead to do it. Spencer's got the whole shot. Harvick hung out to dry right behind them, side by side, Kenseth and Benson. I believe Harvick might be ahead to let Jimmy Spencer go because he's going to be a thorn in his side right down to the wire if it stays like this. Spencer down to the inside. Now Jimmy's just trying to get back on the tail end of the lead lap. Kevin Harvick is trying to keep him a lap down and also retain the lead. That's scramble still for second place, a good one in turn three. Finally, Kevin Harvick says, go on, Jimmy, I'll let you have that spot. He drops into the low line. Johnny Benson wins the battle for second. Matt Kenseth now tries to come back at Johnny Benson. Further back, you've got Ricky Craven looking to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. Now Hamilton goes to the high side of the track. He's chasing Matt Kenseth onto the backstretch. Great racing in the top five here at Martinsville. Hamilton to the high lane will make a run at Matt Kenseth, and he will get the job done. No, he slips high in turn three. Back comes Kenseth. Man, that is real racing back there from third place on back. Bobby Hamilton has it. Matt Kenseth would like to take it. So would Ricky Craven, and so would Ward Burton. Those four cars really getting with the program off turn two. Now here comes Ricky Craven to the outside. He will overhaul Matt Kenseth. Right behind him, Ward Burton. He'll blow Kenseth away. So it's Kevin Harvick, Johnny Benson, then Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven, and Ward Burton. With 41 laps to go, Kevin Harvick did not come in and make a stop. Now there's a problem from Matt Kenseth, who also stayed out. He is well off the pace. Everybody storms by Matt Kenseth. The leaders head to turn three. Kevin Harvick with three car lengths over the Pontiac of Johnny Benson. Then Benson with a rear view mirror full of Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven. And coasting down the back straightaway now is Matt Kenseth. He'll be heading to pit road. Let's check in quickly with Jim Phillips. Jim? Got in uh, Bobby Hamilton sits with Jimmy Elledge. Uh, took two tires the last two times. We'll ask you why he's talking to Bobby right now. You took two tires. You took two tires two times in a row. Why, Jimmy? 
Well, I mean, we were taking four earlier in the race, and everybody was taking two or staying out and stuff. So, you know, track position just been so important today. We just elected to do that. I mean, we want to win this race, and we felt like that was the only way we were going to do it because if we took far, we'd get too far back in the back. So track position the key, and that's the reason it took two on each stop. He's in a good position right now. He's trying to challenge Johnny Benson to take second place away, and he's got the spot coming off the corner. He gets the inside groove, and that may be the way to get up there in second place as the laps wind down here at Martinsville. That race for second, Bobby Hamilton to the inside, Johnny Benson to the outside. They're off two. Hamilton has that low line. Benson fighting high in the out, hard in the outside lane, but Hamilton will get the advantage in a three. Now plugging the hole down low. Here comes Ricky Craven. Here comes Johnny Benson again, slipping and sliding off turn four. Craven sees the the opening, takes advantage, cashes in. He pulls to the inside and grabs the third spot. Benson trying to slam the door now on Ward. Burton holds him off at least for the moment. They snake dance it down the back straightaway. Johnny Benson slams the door in the face of Ward Burton, but he slips high again in four. Scooted up out of the groove, and that's all it takes. Benson may lose another spot as Ward Burton dives underneath him this time, going down to turns one and two. And if you can't keep that car to the low part of the racetrack, you're going to lose some ground. Dale Jarrett and Bobby Labonte may also get around Benson. They head for three. Johnny Benson right now like he's on ice, cannot hold the bottom lane. Dale Jarrett drives underneath him. Bobby Labonte queued up right behind him. He'll move underneath. 35 laps to go for Kevin Harvick. He has three car lengths of a lead over Bobby Hamilton, but Hamilton and Ricky Craven are closing in quickly. Without a lap of practice, Kevin Harvick in a position to try and win this thing, but Hamilton and Craven are on the hunt. They have called off the battle between themselves, and they are just reeling in the leader now. Yeah, they got to chase him down because time's becoming the factor now. 34 laps is all that remained in the Old Dominion 500 here at Martinsville. They go back over to turn number two, and Kevin Harvick has an advantage, one car length. And shrinking as they hit the back straightaway. Hamilton and Craven nose to tail. Now here's a side-by-side -side battle for fourth. Dale Jarrett to the outside, trying to drive around Ward Burton. He'll do it. Ward Burton, a tough customer to deal with, but Dale Jarrett is able to get by him. He picks off the position. Kevin Harvick looks back. Bobby Hamilton is there once again right up on his bumper. Front three now freight training. Nose to tail, inches apart on the back straightaway. Kevin Harvick, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven looking to the inside. Nothing there. They stay single file here in the front straightaway, and that's the way they'll race down toward turn number one. We told you a moment ago, Matt Kenseth went to the garage. Let's see if we can get a quick word from him. Well, Matt has gone in to uh, change at the hauler, but we got crew chief Robbie Reiser here. What happened to the car? Yeah, we broke the rear end gear, broke the front of the dry shaft off or something. I mean, it's all busted up there. You can't really tell what's wrong with it right now. Well, four was running good. We had him in position here at the end. I thought we'd have been okay, but uh, on those deals. That's crew chief Robbie Reiser, the crew chief for Matt Kenseth. Took a gamble. It just didn't quite pay off for them. Let's get back to the front of the field. Kevin Harvick is a leader. He's got a car link between himself, second and third place cars, and fourth and fifth place cars right behind him in turn three. That three-car battle about to become four, maybe five, and Ricky Craven right now is hot to trot. He is working hard on the back bumper of Bobby Hamilton. Had a wheel inside of a lap ago, but couldn't make it stick. He's looking low again, coming off the second corner. Had this race run yesterday as scheduled, it would not be Kevin Harvick. Harvick behind the wheel. Rick Mast qualified the car on Friday. Harvick was supposed to drive in the Samstown 250 out of Memphis Motorsports Park and did, although the race was delayed till yesterday, so he was able to make it here today since this race was postponed from Sunday. Harvick now shows the way. Bobby Hamilton is second. Ricky Craven third. Dale Jarrett fourth. Ward Burton is fifth with 28 laps to go. 
Man, we are under caution and a, a three wide pass for the lead all going over into turns three and four. Dave Booty, you had an eyeball on that one. Well, Kevin Harvick got sideways just a bit. Barney coming off two may have had some help from behind from Bobby Hamilton, may not. He stacked up. Hamilton tried to go underneath him. Ricky Craven with a full head of steam went under both of them. They got to turn three, three wide, and then it really broke loose. Bobby Hamilton spun the square D Chevrolet around, looped the car, did a 360, kept right on going, lost a number of spots, but Ricky Craven has come away with the lead. And Barney, Kevin Harvick is going to get a one-lap penalty for that infraction up there, so that is going to cost him an opportunity to win this race just moments ago. He was uh, close to possibly picking up the victory, and now it's going to be back down a full lap for Kevin Harvick, who is shown in the third spot. But Ricky Craven's got to have a big smile on his face with 25 to go. As we work under the caution flag, he leads the Old Dominion 500. From the Martinsville Speedway, this is MRN Radio. The field gets the one-to-go signal before we get it back under the green flag. Now they're waving that off, for it. so at least another lap before we get back under the green flag. There's too much happening all of a sudden. We've got to wait. Let's go to Kevin O'Neill. I'm down here in the Kevin Harvick pit, and the Winston Cup officials holding him in the pit area here for a lap penalty. Richard, what are they saying, Richard Childress? I don't know. It's just NASCAR's call. I don't know. They're just in a different world. Boy, he's very obviously not happy at all. Kevin Harvick burns rubber as he heads out of pit road and goes back out on the track, but the penalty from NASCAR does stand. Tell you what, that's some of the best short track racing, some of the best racing period, Joe, I've seen in a long, long time. The last 100 laps here, wow. Yeah, I think Dave Moody made the comment during our commercial break, this is going to be good. And uh, during the commercial break, it got real good. When they got all bunched up up front, you kind of knew it was coming. Bobby Hamilton got into the back of uh, the uh, car of Kevin Harvick. Harvick came back and retaliated. They both kind of slid up the banking. Ricky Craven took advantage, dove down to the inside, and here he is with an opportunity maybe to pick up his first career NASCAR Winston Cup win. Here's the way they're stacked up here, still working under caution. We have 22 laps to go in the Old Dominion 500. Ricky Craven is the race leader. Dale Jarrett is second. Ward Burton is third. Bobby Labonte is fourth. And Johnny Benson is in fifth. Sixth is Mike Wallace. Jeff Burton is seventh. Mark Martin is eighth. Jeff Gordon, ninth. And tenth is Sterling Marlin. Eleventh is Rusty Wallace. Ken Schrader is twelfth. Thirteenth is Todd Bodine. Fourteenth is Stacey Compton. Fifteenth is Elliot Sadler. Running in sixteenth is Bobby Hamilton. Seventeenth is Ron Hornaday. Jimmy Spencer is eighteenth. The 19th one lap down is Michael Waltrip. 20th also one lap down is Kenny Wallace. Going to be some finish here at Martinsville this afternoon. Again, Matt Kenseth in the garage. He is out for the day. Ricky Rudd is out for the day with a motor problem. Brett Bodine spent a lot of time in the garage area. He's been in and out and back on the racetrack, but he is many, many laps behind. He's showing to finish in 40th place. Tony Stewart called it a day early. He only made 123 laps here earlier this afternoon. Bill Elliott parked his machine at lap 115, and Robert Presley was the first car to go out at lap number 53. And we've got the makings of one of the best finishes here at Martinsville in a long, long time. And if this is not good enough for you, wait till next week. We head off to the Talladega Super Speedway for the EA Sports 500. But poll qualifying next Friday afternoon on MRN Radio starting at 510 Eastern. The EA Sports 500 Sunday at 1230 Eastern time. From there on to Phoenix International Raceway for the Checker Auto Parts 500, the Outback Steakhouse 200 NASCAR Bush Series race, and the Chevy Silverado 150 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race. That's the weekend of October the 28th. After that, it's on to the North Carolina Speedway, The Rock for the Pop Secret Microwave 
Microwave Popcorn 400 and the Sam's Club 200 NASCAR Busch Series race. Also that weekend at the California Speedway, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series 200. That's the weekend of November the 4th. Then on to Homestead Miami Speedway, the weekend of November the 11th, and that will wrap up the NASCAR Busch Series season. The Popeyes 300 on November the 10th. The NASCAR Winston Cup Series runs the Pennzoil 400 on the 11th at 12 noon Eastern time. From there, we head on to the Waldorf Astoria to wrap up the championship and crown the 2001 NASCAR Winston Cup Series champion. Ticket offices open at all these tracks except the Waldorf Astoria. I don't think they sell tickets for that, but uh, we'll have all the coverage for you here on MRN Radio. If you can, join us because, hey, this racing is getting better and better in this 2001 season as we begin to wind it down here with just six races to go. Well, if track position is the key to winning a race, as most of the drivers will tell you right now, Ricky Craven and Dale Jarrett and Ward Burton and Bobby Labonte and Johnny Benson are the front five, so they're in a good position to get the job done. Uh, Bobby, let's get a yeah, quick go ahead, Jim. Mike Beam, uh, Ricky Craven's crew chief. Mike, you've been up there all day. Can you hold them off? I don't know. You know, Todd and them took four, and we took two, but we've been pretty good on two tires, you know, so we'll just see, you know. It's been a good day. You know, hopefully we can hold them off with this double file restart and get this tied forward in victory lane. All right, that's Mike Beam, the crew chief for Ricky Craven. Be We're about to ready to get out of here. Be a great win for Ricky. It'd be his first Winston Cup victory if he can pull it off. But, man, he's got a job to do because, as we said, there's uh, about eight or nine cars directly behind him, and all of them have proven they've got a good machine here this afternoon. And there's a ton of lap traffic down to the inside, and there's going to be 17 laps to settle the Old Dominion 500, assuming it will stay under green. Here they come now off turn four. Safety car is already on the pit lane. Ricky Craven brings the field back down to the green flag with Dale Jarrett behind him. Ward Burton third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and fifth, Johnny Benson, all working an outside lane, trying to clear the traffic. Ricky Craven taking no chances, gets around by Michael Walter very quickly, and he sets sail at the front of the pack. He's got a two-car length lead over Dale Jarrett. Ward Burton in third, then the last car of Michael Walter, followed by Bobby Labonte. Yeah, Michael Walter just simply pulled over and said, hey, you guys are racing for the win. I'm not going to block you, so he gave him plenty of racing room. Scrambled for second place right now. Dale Jarrett has it. Ward Burton has thoughts of taking it. And Dale drifted a little high over in turns one and two, but he still holds off and hangs on to it. They have had a little contact between the two as they raced off into turn one, but Dale Jarrett hangs on to it. Ward Burton on his back bumper gets it a little sideways as Craven begins to pull away. As they battle for the second and third position, Ricky Craven does pull out now to a five-car length lead here with just 15 laps to go. They're on the back straightaway. Craven trying to leg it out and get some open daylight between himself and Dale Jarrett. DJ right now concerned with playing defense. He slips a little high. Here's Burton looking low. And Ricky Craven got to be feeling good right now. The best thing he can do is look in that mirror and see Dale Jarrett and Ward Burton and everybody else going side by side, door to door, beating and knocking on each other as he gets a little further away. Still a good scramble back there now for fourth place. Bobby Labonte to the inside. Actually, that's not a scramble for fourth place. Michael Walter, the lap car is there. They're in three. Labonte clears the lap car. Michael Walter, he'll try and reel in Ward Burton. But at the front of the pack, Ricky Craven is getting going. His lead now up to eight car lengths over Dale Jarrett. DJ right now has got all he can do to hold off Ward Burton. Burton right on his back bumper as they work the back straightaway. He in turn has about five car lengths over Bobby Labonte as the leaders work off four. Further back, they're stacked up from the fifth spot on back. Johnny Benson has that position. Mike Wallace behind him. Here's Jeff Burton going to work on Mike Wallace, trying to pull to the inside of the track in turn one. Burton squeezes his way to the inside. Wallace tries to shut him down. Burton will not lift. Here they come to the back straightaway. Jeff Burton halfway there on the inside lane. He will battle now nose to 
nose with Wallace. Trying to get underneath him, make the spot, pull it off if he can gain another position here. Jeff Burton pounds the throttle, but so does Mike Wallace as they stay side by side going off into turn number one. But at the front of the field, Ricky Craven's lead gets bigger. He's in three. And now Dale Jarrett has broken away from Ward Burton, at least for the moment in second place. He's opened up three car lengths, another seven back to Bobby Labonte. Mike Wallace has held off the charge of Jeff Burton, but Burton is still on the attack as they head for one. Just 10 laps to go. Ricky Craven trying to hang on and score his first career Winston Cup victory. His lead now is nearly seven full car lengths over Dale Jarrett. It's three car lengths behind DJ to Ward Burton, who runs in third. Another five back to Bobby Labonte, who runs in fourth. And nearly a half a straightaway back to fifth place, Johnny Benson, still trying to hold off the cars of Mike Wallace and Jeff Burton. They're off turn two. Ricky Craven right now knows that this race is his to lose. And he is excited. He drove it into turn three last time and very nearly threw the car away. He is on the hammer and looking to let this one out. And uh, Jeff Gordon is back in ninth place, and I think he's made up his mind. If I can just come out of here with a top ten, I'm going to settle for that. Scramble again going on between Mike Wallace and Jeff Burton. They get door to door. They race off turn two. Burton with great forward bite off four. Got a wheel to the inside of him. He'll try and do the same thing off corner number two. They're side by side, nose to nose now in a three. Burton and Wallace for the spot. That's the race for the sixth position. Jeff Burton's going to win it this time, coming down the line. Just behind him, Mark Martin tries to pull up for Ninth, Jeff Gordon was trying to hold off Sterling Marlin, but Marlin now charges to the inside of the track. He'll gain that spot in turn two. Sterling Marlin takes over the ninth position. Here's Mark Martin. Whoa, he gets into the back bumper of Mike Wallace as Wallace shut him down. Wallace skates up the track and opens the door. They make a lot of contact. They do again when they come off the corner as Mark Martin has whammed him a couple of times going down the back stretch, going into the corner, done it again, coming off turn number four. They're off turn two. Here they come. Mike Wallace trying to hold off the pack that snarls right behind him. And at the front, Ricky Craven's lead is beginning to shrink. Dale Jarrett trying to make one final charge is within three car lengths now. And they're within the final five laps of this race. DJ is closing in to within three car lengths of Ricky Craven's lead. Meanwhile, that battle between Mark Martin and uh, Mike Wallace still continues on off turn number two. Martin will squeeze down to the inside, grabs the spot momentarily. Sterling Marlin becomes a third player in that battle. But let's pick up the leader off turn two. Ricky Craven now the lead is down to two car lengths. As a native of Newburgh, Maine, trying to hold on and pick up his first career Winston Cup win, Dale Jarrett continues to close in as Craven drifts a little bit high in three. Dale doing everything he can. Three laps is all he has left. If he's got anything left to get up there and challenge Ricky Craven for the lead. Cuts it down to one car length this time as they go off turn two. Craven is going to have to sweat this one out. The car may be going away in the final few laps as he gets a little bit sideways again off corner number two into three. Craven now feeling the heat from Dale Jarrett. Two to go as they come down to the line. Ricky Craven with his hands full. Got to make every decision the right one in the closing laps. DJ starts working to the outside lane to challenge. Dale Jarrett trying to do it the hard way. Pulls to the outside. Craven crowds him upset. No, sir. He will not make the pass this time. In a turn number three, Craven on the bottom of the racetrack as they come to the line. Does Jarrett have enough horsepower to get it done? White flag, one lap to go. This time, Craven blocks him coming off turn number four. To the outside goes Dale Jarrett as they exit turn number two and head for three. Dale Jarrett is there on the back straightaway. They lean on each other, heading for turn number three. Craven on the inside. Jarrett on the outside. Nose to nose. Craven gets the jump. Here they come for the line.
Craven has the advantage off turn four to the line. He will win the Old Dominion 500, his first career NASCAR Winston Cup Series win, the first win for PPI Motorsports, a dramatic finish in the Old Dominion 500. Ricky Craven wins, Dale Jarrett is second, Ward Burton third, Bobby Labonte fourth, fifth is Jeff Burton. Let's go to pit road. Well, let's talk to car owner Cal Wells. Cal, you've had your ups and downs. How's this first victory feel? Well, we're obviously thrilled. It's a great, uh, it's great to do it in Martinsville. This is the, you know, this, Darlington, a few others are the bastion of uh, Winston Cup. Only race that's run 53 years, and it's great for, uh, for us to come do it here versus a super speedway or somewhere where we might have thought of. This is great. Hopefully we'll gain some credibility with this. I think he will. That's the older car owner, Cal Wells. For Ricky Craven as Ricky Craven celebrating on the front straightaway. And Cal sounds like he's at a loss for words here getting his first win in a Winston Cup car here at Martinsville. Going to be a jubilant victory lane here this afternoon. We'll have that plus the other top finishers when we come back. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Back at the Martinsville Speedway, it took an extra day to get the Old Dominion 500 run, but it's well worth it for Ricky Craven, who has scored one of the sweetest wins you can win. That is your first NASCAR Winston Cup victory. Ricky Craven wins over Dale Jarrett, Ward Burton, Bobby Labonte, and Jeff Burton. We'll talk to all five of those. We'll be in victory lane in a few moments. First, let's hear from the runner-up, who almost did it, Dale Jarrett. Standing with Dale Jarrett, and that has to be one of the most exciting races I've ever seen. How was it from your perspective? Uh, it was exciting. Ricky did a great job there, and uh, I thought I might have something for him. I got up on the outside, and I could tell he was really loose off, but uh, he did a great job. Dale Jarrett now leaning in to wish congratulations to Ricky Craven. They both shake hands. Dale looks almost as proud as him. Did you think you had something for him? Yeah, you know, uh, on the restart, I really did. I knew that Ricky only got two tires. I thought I had my tires really cleaned off good. But, uh, man, I was really loose on that start. Ricky got out away from me a little bit. I thought I was going to wreck a couple of times. And uh, I knew I finally started catching him. And uh, I could tell he wasn't going to give up the inside. I certainly wasn't going to spin him out. So uh, he gave me the opening to the outside, and I thought I'd give it a try. I had a good run off of two. Got beside him. Uh, we kind of got together back there. Uh, I was kind of against him and the wall, so didn't have much room. But uh, he did what he's supposed to do. He ran me up high in three and four. And uh, he got off of there better. So well, congratulations to him. He did uh, everything right and uh, really happy. Ricky Craven's a great guy, and uh, it's nice to have him as a Winston Cup winner now. What did you say to him when you leaned in the car? I just congratulated him, told him he did a great job because he did. He did exactly what he was supposed to do. And Dale Jarrett did a great job today. He comes across second. Hey, let's see if we can get a word from Jeff Burton. He was in the thick of things also. Jeff, uh, before the race got started, we were talking. You had to go to the back of the pack, and now you finish in the top five. What a run today. Yeah, we didn't run as well as uh, I'd hoped to run. We didn't really have that good of a chance to win. But I'm going to tell you, you know, that's that's a microcosm of what our year's been like. We've had a lot of things not go our way. And yesterday, certainly, that was totally out of our control. But uh, these guys just fight. And um, everybody keeps asking me if I'm leaving house racing. And that's exactly why I'm never, never going anywhere, because these guys have so much heart and so much desire and dedication. Uh, we'll work through our bad times and like we've been doing, and we'll be stronger for it. Man, when you jumped out of the car, you ran over to Ricky Craven, stuck your head in the window. What'd you say to the winner? Well, Ricky, uh, Ricky went through a tough time, you know, a few years ago, and uh, I kept telling him I knew he could do it. And I even was trying. At one time, I thought about doing a Bush deal and uh, putting him in the car to drive it. I, everybody knew that Ricky Craven could get it done, 
I knew he could get it done. And uh, I even called a car owner this winter and told him, if you want to win a race next year, hire Ricky Craven. Uh, it wasn't the car owner that he won for today, but it was another car owner that didn't hire him. And uh, he's, he's very talented, and he's full of heart and full of dedication and a desire. And when you're talented and have dedication, he goes a long way. All righty. Jeff Burton comes home in the top five this afternoon. His brother, Ward Burton, had a pretty good run as well. He finishes third. Tony Rizzuti's with him. And Ward Burton had a tremendous battle with Dale Jarrett there with 15 laps to go. It looked like you might be one of the guys that could catch Ricky Craven. Tell me about that battle. Well, Dale's a uh, good, clean driver and uh, tried to race him the same way. We were under him there for a minute, but he was a little bit better than I was in the long run. And uh, it was pretty interesting right there. I was really proud of 88 and the, uh, Dale to drive a uh, 32 car clean. It was a good race at the end, but uh, Ricky had the position. When with about 100 laps to go, did you know you had a car that could challenge for the win? I thought we had a good car. It's just a problem with a place like Martinville. You never know if uh, you're going to be pointing straight or not. But everything went our way today. We stayed out of trouble. We got fenders on the car. And uh, that's a big improvement for us here. But really proud of the Caterpillar team from the progress we've made to the spring and the fall. We were terrible in the spring and come back here and finish in top five. Great. That's Ward Burton. He finishes third in the Old Dominion 500. Let's see if Kevin O'Neill is caught up with Bobby Labonte. Yes, I have. The uh, 2000 Winston Cup champion, Bobby Labonte, fought your way through the whole day and, and had a top five finish. Good job. Uh, thank you. Uh, it, uh, this, this interstate battery crew did a great job in the pits today. Uh, you know, Saturday we had a pretty good race car, and uh, we tweaked on a little bit uh, before yesterday morning. And um, you know, you got to thank the guys in the 20 car. They, they helped out a lot. They tested up here, and we, we basically uh, basically took their setup and uh, tweaked on it from there. But uh, for us, that was really good here at Martinsville. We, I don't think we ever finished the top five in a Winston Cup car here. Well, let me ask you this. Did you have anything for those guys up front? You were making a charge there at the end. Nah, if they wrecked, I would have, but uh, that was about it. I, I couldn't go. The harder I went, the slower I went, so uh, I, didn't need, uh, I didn't need to try, no fat, try to go no harder. Bobby Labonte, happy to come home in the top five. After some of the damage he got, remember one of those crashes late in yeah. the race, he got some uh, rear damage on the car and looked like it might uh, cause him some problems. Obviously, it did not, and he came home with a top five finish. Let's run you through the top ten now before we go to victory lane. Again, Ricky Craven wins, Dale Jarrett second, Ward Burton third, Bobby Labonte fourth, and Jeff Burton comes in fifth. Sixth is Johnny Benson, seventh Mark Martin, eighth is Mike Wallace, ninth Jeff Gordon, and Sterling Marlin comes home in the tenth position. As far as the championship point standings, Jeff Gordon, his lead grows to 334 over Ricky Rudd. Sterling Marlin is third now, Dale Jarrett fourth, and Tony Stewart is fifth, leaving Martinsville now with six races to go in the 2001 season. 19 lead changes today among 14 drivers, and the man who won the race also led the most laps in today's race. He led three times for a total of 94 laps. Ricky Craven, therefore, is the Gatorade Front Runner Award winner of $10,000 for being the eligible driver who led the most laps in today's race. Barney, we're talking about how, you know, every Winston Cup victory is special, but that very first one has got to be one that really you remember forever. A lot of people are pulling for Ricky Craven, too, because uh, Ricky was injured a few years ago and wasn't even sure he'd be back uh, in a race car for a long while, but he certainly came back as uh, he is down in victory lane celebrating right now. Let's see if we can get a word from him. Well, it would take me a, a, an hour or us an hour to talk about the ups and downs of Ricky Craven, but today it finally happens. You're a Winston Cup winner. Your thoughts? Oh my gosh! I just—I uh, worked all my life to hear you say that, and uh, began racing in 1982 with the idea of uh, getting to Winston Cup and winning a Winston Cup race. And I got to admit that the last couple of years I wasn't sure I'd ever get that chance. But here we are—we won in Martinsville, Virginia, one of the toughest tracks on the circuit. And uh, I want to thank everybody that supported me along the way. I want to thank Dale Jarrett for being such a such an awesome gentleman. 
and uh, being one of the first to thank me, even though I used him up a little there at the end. Thank God, thank everybody on this team. Thank everybody for uh, everything they've done for us. You were sitting back there third behind Kevin Harvick and Bobby Hamilton, and it was getting rough. Tell us about the pass for the lead. Oh, my gosh, it got, uh, it got real rough. But, you know, that's that window of opportunity we needed. I'm not sure I could have beat Bobby uh, straight up. I mean, we were so even. But there was one slip, and he, got, uh, he and the 29 got together. And, uh, you know, you don't think about it. You just go. And we came out on the winning end of that deal, and then uh, we just fought down to the end. Okay, you took two tires, and Dale Jarrett took four. And I'm, I'm sure you could say that he took four. Did that concern you? Absolutely. <laughs> it certainly did. But I found comfort with knowing he was in my mirror because the guy is a gentleman. I knew he wouldn't, he wouldn't rough me up. I knew he'd race me hard, but I knew he wouldn't rough me up. And uh, we just won a Winston Cup race. I, I don't think I'm going to sleep. You know, my biggest challenge is getting some sleep before Talladega because this, uh, this is what I've worked all my life for. Tell me about uh, the race, though. You've had this opportunity many times before. You've, you've, New Hampshire, you've been leading. You've been up there. You, this racetrack, you've been leading. You've been in the thick of things. Today, you stayed there all day. Did you think in your mind again something might happen? Well, I'm tougher today than I was two or three years ago. And uh, I truly believe that uh, everything you do is for a reason. And uh, today, you had to be tough. I mean, we had to match Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, Bobby Hamilton, door to door all day. And by God, the Tide team came out on top. And uh, this ought to give us a lot of strength. Well, you give us a lot of joy today. Congratulations and enjoy this victory to the fullest. Thank you very much. Ricky Craven's a winner at Martinsville. Tell you what, uh, glad to see Ricky win. Always glad to see a first-time winner. But uh, we had a good show here all day today. This, this is what short track racing is truly all about. Yeah, that's why we love coming to short track so much. And, you know, to see a guy like Ricky Craven win, uh, Jim Phillips talked about the fact that it would take all day to tell his whole career story. It has been one of some very deep lows and uh, not many real big highs. And to uh, finally pick up his win here with this uh, brand-new race team, the PPI team, which, which had to close down one of their other operations just a few weeks ago because they lost their sponsor. For those guys to rally around Ricky Craven and put all their efforts into this team and for it to finally make it to victory lane, that says a lot. It's time for Barney and I to select the winner of the Ray Bestos Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestos Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. Who else could it be? Well, I, you got to go with Ricky Craven because uh, when he got – he got several breaks today, but the biggest one he got was up there a moment ago in three and four when uh, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Craven, and Harvick all got together up there, and he comes, he survived that thing and goes on to win. I'm, that's the only direction to go. I'm with you. Ray Bestas breaks. The official breaks of NASCAR will award $500 in the name of Ricky Craven to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. Ricky Craven scores the win, becomes the 16th different driver to win a NASCAR Winston Cup race in this 2001 season. Uh, 15 different race winners was already a record in the modern era, Barney, and now we uh, exceed that with 16 different winners. And it couldn't happen to a nicer gentleman in our business than Ricky Craven. More from Martinsville in a moment from the Martinsville Speedway. This is MRN Radio. It's all over here at the Martinsville Speedway. Ricky Craven is celebrating down in victory lane. Why don't we take a look at the finishing order? Ricky Craven is a winner, getting his first Winston Cup win here in his career. Dale Jarrett finished second. Ward Burton ran third. Bobby Labonte was fourth. Jeff Burton finished fifth. Johnny Benson sixth. Mark Martin was seventh. Eighth will go to Mike Wallace. Ninth to Jeff Gordon. Sterling Marlin was tenth. Kenny Schrader finished eleventh. Todd Bodine was twelfth. 
Bobby Hamilton ran 13th. Jimmy Spencer, 14th. Rusty Wallace finished 15th. Stacy Compton was 16th. Elliot Sadler was 17th. Ron Hornaday was 18th. Michael Waltrip, 19th. Kenny Wallace finishes 20th. Kevin LePage came home 21st. Kevin Harvick was 22nd. Joe Nemechek, 23rd. Jerry Nadeau, 24th. And Casey Atwood make up the top 25. Hutt Strickland finished 26th today with Dale Earnhardt Jr., 27th. Hermie Sadler was 28th. 29th, Dave Blaney. 30th was Buckshot Jones. Rich Bickle came in 31st. Dave Marcus, 32nd. John Andretti was 33rd. Terry Labonte, 34th. Kurt Busch was 35th with Matt Kenseth coming in in the 36th spot. 37th was Jason Leffler. Robbie Gordon was 38th. Ricky Rudd, 39th. Brett Bodine was 40th. Tony Stewart, 41st. Bill Elliott was 42nd. And Robert Presley, 43rd. We move on next week to the Talladega Super Speedway for the EA Sports 500. From there to the Phoenix International Raceway for the Checker Auto Parts 500. Then to the North Carolina Speedway for the Pop Secret Microwave Popcorn 400. And to Homestead Miami Speedway for the Pennzoil 400. Ticket offices are open at all those racetracks. On our broadcast today, Dave Moody covered the action for us in the turns. Along the pit lane, Jim Phillips, Tony Rizzuti, and Kevin O'Neill. On scoring with Sherry Smith, our broadcast engineer, Cameron Smith. Mike Weaver operated the satellite for us today. Our production assistants, David Brandt, Kay Pinchbeck, Ryan Horn, and Tiffany Ricardo. Join us for NASCAR today with daily news about what's happening in the world of NASCAR every day here on MRN. NASCAR Live, Tuesday night at 7 Eastern, and the world of racing with commentary from NASCAR drivers daily on most of these MRN stations. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore congratulating Ricky Craven, who scores his first career Winston Cup win here today in the Old Dominion 500 at Martinsville. This has been MRN Classic Races, presented by Sunoco, the official fuel of NASCAR, and brought to you by Hercules Tires, right on our strength. Join us every Thursday for more classic races from the MRN Vault.